What up, what up, everybody? It's your boy Slim City Live. This is the First and Wild Podcast. Welcome to uh, our guest today. Uh, we should have recorded this a long time ago. Uh, Kyle D'Souza, DJ Kyle D'Souza. Yo, yo. What's good, man? Well gone. Long overdue. For real, dog. From when you told me you, you wanted to record yeah. and you just keep forgetting me. You just put more important people in front of me. <laughs> nah, never that, never that, never that. Mm-hmm. But um, it's crazy, like, our, our friendship has been building very rapidly in a short period of time. And I just was wondering the other day, like, damn how the hell did i meet this dude yo that's a good question i was thinking about that the other day i don't remember because i, I want to say probably at a uh a rum and base no i think it was before that Wait, before definitely that? before that yeah. yeah yeah it was before that remember i moved out of south florida 2012 i know that but i feel like i met you at that event one time you mc for me maybe it was um wet fat in fort Lauderdale. wet fat in fort Lauderdale, at america's backyard or something uh-huh. like that something around like around that time yeah yeah i think it definitely before that but we didn't link until yeah roman base roman base on a regular yeah that's what's up man so what's up with um what you got going on what do you do like what do you do right now in your I life i just like i push buttons on a controller and make it sound <laughs> decent make it sound I guess. cool yeah damn um i mean recently like i just i've been trying to do different stuff obviously because of the whole pandemic mm-hmm. i have to try and get more I don't know, more like proactive. I can't just expect things to, to come to you. Yeah, just oh, okay. like like how they have been. Um, so I mean, I've been working with my with my family. They have a, a production company that like does a lot of events and stuff. Okay, if, where, where he's downplaying, he's downplaying it right now. This is not time to downplay. You I have right. an incredible, <laughs> one of a kind, state of the art, genius, passion turned, money making situation that is li- literally people mind blowing. All right, so let me let me let me start. Let me start from the beginning. Okay, please. So my first uh, job when I migrated from Jamaica mm-hmm. was a bar back at my uncle's club, which everybody knows, which is the former Club Gabby's. He owned okay. Club Gabby's. And my first job was to bar back there. I met, um, I don't know if you know DJ Marvelous. Of course I know Marvelous. Who don't know Marvelous? Well, I'm just asking. I, yeah. um, I met him a Wednesday night, which apparently was the biggest night, night yeah. um, because people used to go truck stop, stop and yep. then Come after. Gabby's after. So I met him there. I was like, yo, like when I was in high school, I used to mess around with virtual DJ and stuff. So I'm like, yo, you know, I can DJ. So I introduced myself to him. He's like, yo, you know, I can DJ and stuff. He's like, yeah. So I go up there and go show me what you can do. So I was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> this is like early. People don't reach from truck stop yeah, yet, so, but yeah. there's a couple of people in there. I'm yeah. like, yo, I'm nervous as hell. I go in there and it's the first time using a laptop and, and CDJs. Yeah. So I'm playing and he comes up there. He's like, bro, you, you're, you suck. I was like, <laughs> I was like, damn, dog. And I was, I think I was, I was like 18 or 19. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was like, yo, do you have a laptop? So I'm like, no. He's like, do you have a hard drive? I was like, no. He's like, all right, when you get those two things, link me back. So every, every night I worked there, like I saved up money and I bought my first MacBook. Yeah. The, you know, the white one. Yeah. The, the white, yeah. The yeah. Hard, yeah, yeah. Um, and I got a, I bought a hard drive and he, he get, he literally copied his hard drive and gave it to me. And every Wednesday before I would have to work the shift, yeah. I would go up there for like maybe 10, 20 minutes and like practice. Yeah. And it, I just kept doing that every Wednesday. And then eventually I stopped barbacking and I just started to open for him for that, that Wednesday. Uh-huh. And, um, no money. No, no money at all. Facts. And, um, one night, so it got to the point where I think it was maybe like two or three months in mm-hmm. <sighs> one night. I um, got the chance. He was like, yo, 
this was at like two o'clock in the morning. He's like, yo, you want to go back on? So I was like, wait, wait what? what? Yeah. And I've been studying him like every time that he would be playing, I was yeah. studying. I was, he, I was like, I mean, I'm sure I can. Like, I know what you usually play around this time. I think I, mm-hmm. I have, and I have I the songs. the vibe, yeah. Yeah. So I was like, he's like, all right, cool. I'll MC and you DJ. And bro, honestly, like I feel, I get goosebumps talking about this, but it's like, that was the first time where I was like, yo, I actually a, played in front of people. People, like yeah. I'm a real DJ. That was yeah. like, I'm a real DJ moment. Yeah. Cause, cause I was actually like <laughs> beat, beat juggling and, and like playing music and people was like banging on the walls and yeah. like gunshot in the air and all that stuff. So little by little promoters came in on a Wednesday or a Sunday uh-huh. and saw me play. And, um, and they trust Marvelous's judgment. Yeah. And then that's when people started to notice me, like, you know, Gary Hart would come in and see me playing and stuff like that. And it just, it just like spiraled into other stuff. Oh, okay. So let's just, just back up for a minute. Is that when DJ Kyle D'Souza was born or did you go by a different name at the time? Well, I just call myself DJ D'Souza. This, oh, it's not. It was, I didn't say Kyle. I didn't put Kyle in it because it was just too long. I don't know. I feel but you like, say Kyle now. I do because, so this is, I, I always wanted to just go by Kyle D'Souza, yeah. but that handle is taken everywhere. In the social media world. For real? Yeah, there's this NASCAR driver called Kyle Souza. There's a doctor. There's so much people. And I even messaged some of them. I'm like, yo, you're not really using the the, the handle. Yeah, can I have I'll it? even pay you <laughs> to like just, you know. Mm-hmm. So ever, But they all said no. So I just report them like every week. and just hit report, you know. That's bad, man. It is, but you know. They could just put a one beside their name and just give me the handle because I'm going to use it. That's bad, man, though. All right. Better than that. I guess. <laughs> Be a better person. <laughs> True. All right, so let's back it up. Like growing up in Jamaica, what part of Jamaica were you born and all that stuff? I was born in Kingston, Jamaica. Okay, what area in Kingston? Kingston a very um i think i was born in at natal hospital natal, but i mean not born but i'm saying you were born and raised like what part of kingston i should have said <laughs> uptown uptown <laughs> so like, like red hills baby so we moved around a little bit but more or less like manor park norbrook area okay um, um so i guess that's considered uptown right yeah i guess yeah so what, i mean what were your parents doing back then like what was growing <clears> up in jamaica for you back then like like what were your, was your dad doing the same thing he's doing now or no actually doing? my dad has always been he's a certified um mechanic he's always been into cars that's where my yeah. you know passion for passion cars, for cars okay. come from. and um mom usually just stayed at home i used to it's funny because when we moved here it's like the roles changed mm-hmm. it's like i got into cars and my dad got into the music sound, sound stuff and then that's kind of how i got into the whole djing thing but i just used it as a hobby back then Mm. And then my uncle was like, "Like, do you want to take this serious?" So he he actually that's the bo- one I met. That's the one he okay, met. Yeah. Okay. So he was like, "So do you want? You really want to take this serious?" I was like, "Yes, I really do." Because like it's one of the things, very few things in my life that actually takes serious. Yeah. Which and I I enjoy doing it. He was like, "All right, I'm gonna get you your first controller." I had like the smallest Vestax yeah. VC. Is that the one that's up there? And the Mm-mm. oh, not that one. No, no even smaller, smaller than that. that. I know yeah. you're talking about. I know you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it was was one of the first ones that used USB to power it. Mm. And um, just practice that. Like every night after my shift, I would just get go home and plug into my my parents' um sound system, like yeah. the by the TV, mm. and just practice. I would be up at, like till six a.m. practicing. I mean, what was the first dub you ever cut? <sighs> dub? Okay, that's and how a, much you paid? That's a funny question because I honestly, bro, as you know, like I play dancehall. I do have been done dancehall parties and stuff like that. I personally just don't think that there's a reason for me to spend money on dubs because mm-hmm. I'm not really in that market world. Enough yeah, to be like yeah, I rate it a hundred percent, and I watch I watch clashes all the time and stuff. Yeah. I just I just don't feel like there's a need for me to to play for you and your brand personally. Yeah, exactly. So no disrespect to any of them because I rate all of that, and I know it's a lot of money, and that shit is not cheap, not cheap at all. And I just feel like those are one of the things. I, 
I I attribute that to like people just respecting the culture. Like when you cut dub, mm-hmm. you respect the culture. Not saying that you don't, mm-hmm. but the way I just see it is when cats spend money on a, another artist or a DJ to to shout they sound. That means you're fully invested in it. Because I know a lot of people, and this is crazy. I know those Jamaicans mm-hmm. that don't DJ mm-hmm. that was affiliated with this or this go by a certain live a certain lifestyle and they are cutting dubs for no reason. Yeah. Like I know and have sound yeah, system in I their garage yeah. and just play their dubs that they cut that they're never going to hear the world. And this is like Yeah. But, I don't know man. Like so I mean to, but to answer your question the first dub and the only dub that I have is Don Andre Tom Cruise yeah. which is what oh, I played yeah, on yeah, the yeah, live yeah, yeah, showcase yeah, yeah. and I got that one because this guy on Instagram messaged me and he would not stop messaging me telling me I thought it was a scam mm-hmm. and then I Link Keem centric. Yeah. I was like, yo, do you know this guy? He's like, oh yeah, yeah, I use him for dub sometimes. So I'm like, all right, cool, he's legit. And that song was really hot back then. And I was like, all right, um, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this guy sent me on a mission. Was like, yo, uh, Western the Union. This, was, I was like, yo, this is shaky as hell. But you know what? It wasn't really that much money, and I was like, I was, I was happy with the outcome. It actually, Sounds good. Yeah, and they did it like ASAP. on the spot. Yeah, next day it was. Uh, Sent to my email. Yeah, I was so surprised. I was like, "Yo, Jamaican people really can like yeah, yeah. if them really getting money, then them actually." I, I remember uh, before we went to Italy the first time, adding myself for Eccentrics. Uh, the year before, we sent money for bounty dubs, mm-hmm. and it literally took a year. What? <laughs> After you sent the money, Ki- big up Kiran, oh, Addy. But I want as a year, but I know it was more than six months. Crazy, That's crazy. But I'm pretty sure bounty requests, bounty dubs requests are a lot back, different. Backed up. Yeah. Probably, yeah. He probably still got dubs supposed to cut from like 2000. Yeah. I wouldn't even put it past him. Yeah, yeah. And that, and cutting dubs are, and the thing with dubs are, they're so unique. Mm-hmm. And you're cutting a dub, like one sound might have a one bounty dub five different ways to play in five different situations. Yeah, true. So, yeah. and it's pretty much of, yeah, and a lot of times, you know, you got to rewrite it for the artist mm-hmm. and things like that. So a lot goes into it. That I think people just don't know, but I mean, it's one of the. I mean, yeah, I've been. To, I've actually been to a dub session. The like the last couple of times I went to Jamaica, uh-huh. I went to I went to a studio, and my friend, um, who is an artist, um, big up to Runkus. I yeah. was I was in the studio with him and his dad, and that isn't. It's they're actually putting in work. Like oh, that is. And they have like a line of people that they have to like boom, 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 boom. All right, next one, next one, next one. Yeah. So it's not, it's not it's easy. It's not easy. Because I, I hear, I mean, this is goes out to all the air and all record labels, but when y'all send those drops, mm-hmm. they're trash. I just want to tell, I tell them all the time, like, bro, I was like, and you know, the thing about it is all these labels, they understand where that drops came from. They came from dubs. Yeah. That Jamaicans cut. So damn, well, our hip hop artists need to do drops too. Yeah. But you cannot send me this knowing where I come from. Yeah. Like, I remember when my friend, uh, shout out to DJ Ruckus, he got a coffee drop. Oh, for real? Trash. I said, dog, this is a joke. Let me play you a real coffee dub play. Yeah. Oh, whoa, whoa. Granted, that's a label thing she did, mm-hmm. and this is a dub cut that I'm pretty sure they negotiate in contract. You cannot affect this money for these type of services. Uh-huh. There's nothing to do with the label. But I'm like, look what they're giving you to play their song on a bigger platform, and look where cats are paying for that are not going to reach the same amount of people as you. Like, you got to... That's crazy. I you got to, you gotta like, demand that. Like, yeah. hey, I need it like this. Yeah. I said, bro, and I even told him, like, yo, you want me to write it for you? I'll write out. I'll write it for you so that you can always have this. And because when you... 
as a hip hop DJ, you play a, a dub somewhere, like a legit dub in a crib. That's a different type of ratings. Like mm-hmm. they will embrace you more. Yeah. 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 Cause they don't really think about doing that. No, nah, not at all. So what I've been hearing, I'm like, bro, dudes, they will kill you. And I used to hear dub classes all the time. But like, why they never cut like real hip hop dubs? I feel like that's a harder dub to get than a, a bounty dub, but it is. I, and I feel like, but to be honest, I don't. I don't think. I don't think the hip hop artists themselves, if they're not cultured like that, they don't think it's mm-hmm. worth yeah. the time. I guess it takes a lot know. of time. It does, yeah. Yeah, it's t- it takes a lot of time. So, yeah. growing up in Jamaica, what's up, man? So you moved here. How old were, were you then? I moved when I just turned fifteen. It, mm. I, it was literally three days after my fifteenth birthday. Damn, were you sad? I was very sad, bro. Cause I, I had a girlfriend at the time that I just had to pick up and leave. For real? Yeah, man. Did you give her some pum pum before you leave or no? I mean, yeah. <laughs> Did you? This is like, look, goodbye. I, this is like goodbye. <laughs> was it that? Those? Did you lose her virginity, sir? No. Mm-hmm. You was having sex before fifteen? Yeah, if I load up my thing, man. <laughs> it's the first of my podcast. Don't don't say it now. What you say yesterday? Yeah. I'm ready to talk a bunch of shit. No, but it was it was the same year though. <laughs> oh, so you lost it when you were 14? Yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. literally, that's that's when I started to go out. Like, and when I said go out, go out <laughs> in Jamaica when you're around that age is like you going to the movies. Your parents dropping you off. They know who you're going with. You know, they know of you, course. their parents. And that's it. Probably yeah. go to. If you if you want to mix it up, you're probably going for ice cream or something. Ice cream go out in Devon House. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but that was it. That's all you could do in Jamaica. Dang. So what? So how was it? How did you master the plan of having sex at 14 years old? Because like <laughs> having sex as a child was like a mission for most people. It was a mission. Like you just couldn't. To be honest, I don't. Rem- I honestly don't remember. At least you remember her name. Um. You remember her name, right? Mm-mm. You don't remember her name? Honestly, no. Ah, disrespect, dog. I honestly don't. Y'all are wild. I know I know my experience from the top to the bottom. The I just remember, I remember where it where, was. Where and how it happened. Because All right, what's it was, the where, how? So back then, like, we used to have, well, they still have them. Getty? Um, no, there was like uh, high school barbecues. Okay. Like Campion, barbe- Campion mm-hmm. um, whichever high school you went to, they used to have like this barbecue yeah. where everybody would actually be at the school in regular clothes because yeah. we had u- uniforms Uniform, so, yeah. so it was one night I was like I w- went out with my friend my friend went and we both kind of met these two girls there and mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> so you met them at a school barbecue mm-hmm. and like you went like it don't have to be it did, was it like tr- kind of did it did it happen true to get you ever seen Sprinter no true to get well the man in a movie like he had sex with a girl through the grill Oh, that's why I'm true to get. No, it wasn't like that though. But it, there was some bushes involved. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, it, it, it wasn't nothing pretty. But you know, I, did I you use the boots? Of course, bro. That's one thing in Jamaica. Like they've drilled that into you. They're mm-hmm. like, yo, you almost feel scared not to. Mm, use that's it, good. Use it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So did you feel like a man? Yeah, man. Oh man, did you think you knew what you were doing? Not at all. Uh, because not th- at all. There's times in like even now when I had sex in high school. Compared to when I had sex in my twenties, it's like, what the hell was I doing? Yeah, no, like, yeah, for real, for real, for real. Yeah, it was funny though. <laughs> it was funny. You got caught? No, 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 I didn't. Uh, funny how? But back then, I think I don't think I had a cell phone back then. And if I did, it was kind of like a limited thing. Mm-hmm. You send one text, and that's it. <laughs> so the one text I could send, I, I sent to my my parents or whoever. I think it was my dad told me, uh, was telling him to pick pick me up mm-hmm. at what time. And then uh, I just had to like in my mind. If he's leaving ho- the house, no, yeah. I know exactly how long it will take, take to reach. Yeah. So you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, crazy. Bro. Yeah, 
Then so you had a girlfriend and uh, moving to America. Moving to America, man, and it's funny because before I before I migrated, the last time I ever came here was when I was like two, three years old. Oh, for real? Yeah. Oh, so I, I didn't remember anything. Thing. So it was a culture shock. A shock. Yeah, because you know my mom actually tricked us. She said that we we're coming here for vacation, and we just never went back. Because <laughs> <laughs> she probably didn't want to deal with the the arguing. And there was a lot of arguing. There was a lot. It was like, yo, I was I was trying to find a way to get my own plane ticket and go back. <laughs> but yeah, that wouldn't have been. Did you even have anywhere to live if you would have moved back to Jamaica at fifteen? Oh yeah, my, my where where we where we still have the house. My grandmother still stays, so oh, okay. she goes back and forth. Oh okay. So um, I could have went back there, but I was like, you know what? Let me just stick it out and see what happens. And it took me a while. It took me like a couple months. To get used to the lifestyle. And then after that, I was like, you know what? I actually I actually prefer it here. So what was the biggest shock to you like when you first moved here? And you, you moved to Orlando. I'm going to give you the straight up answer. It was when I went on the school bus for the first time. Yeah. First day of school that I went there. And I saw two guys kissing. What? Yeah, legit. Like two rows in front of me on, on the on the across. Yeah. I was like, hold on, no, 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 no. This must be like <laughs> it must be a girl like cut her hair short yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. And then like it got it because you know I'm I just turned fifteen. Yeah. And I only like I mean I know it exists, but I never mm-hmm. really saw it in yeah. person. And I was like, hold on, this really exists. And when I got to the school, it was like flamboyant all over the damn place i'm like hold on this is so you were uncomfortable that was very uncomfortable but i mean obviously i matured and i was like you know what whatever it's acceptable here so i'm I'm not gonna make a fuss out of it yeah i'm not homophobic or anything you know but it was just a culture shock that was one of the biggest things damn your first day yeah man first day i can't even tell you i I, i'm now i mean when i was i never saw that for real? Never. Yeah, but you... I'm older. Yeah. How much... How much? What, what year did you graduate? Oh, four. So that was uh, eight years. Like no me. social media. Yeah, exactly. Black and, planet. Yeah. And there was so many different things that are accepted now mm-hmm. that I don't think was cool back then. No, not at all. Wasn't happening. Yeah, bro. At all. Like even, even in Jamaica, so... Well, I was talking about having a girlfriend. We never, we wasn't like kissing in public and all yeah. that crazy affectionate yeah. stuff. When I went to high school, I was like, here? I was like, hold up. Hold the hands. All yeah, that. like forcefully. Like, I'm like, you don't have to be this, Um, I don't know, this, this flamboyant in, yeah. in public. Like, yeah. Like, damn. So people forget how conservative Jamaicans are. Yeah, bro. It, <laughs> it, what, this, is why, this is why I'm saying this because I, when I got a girlfriend here, the first uh-huh. girlfriend I got here, she was demanding that kind of public affection. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, I don't want to do that. And that's, what, that's why we broke up. Mm-hmm. I was like, yo, if you want to do that in private, sure. But, yeah. You know, don't want, do don't you think that's kiss and thing? Uh, granted, that's, I feel like there's a lot of like typical alpha male masculinity. Like, Mm-mm. I think it's the way we grow up in, in, Jamaica. in Jamaica. That's what I meant. Yeah. Like in Jamaica. Yeah. But women want affection and why wouldn't like, no, no, no. Are you like that now? No, no, no. That's not what I mean. I, yeah. Yeah. I have no, I have no problem doing that. But mm-hmm. what I'm saying is there's like a, a level of like public respect that you, you grow up with in Jamaica. Like you can't do certain things like, like, Kissing on them kind of things in high school, you'd be sent to the dean's office. Like yeah. you can't do that in, yeah. in school. There's oh, like a okay. respect, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're talking about things at a certain age. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, at a certain you, age. You, yeah, you, exactly. And the the oldest. So in Jamaica, I was when I came here, I was hella a year back because I was too young. Yeah. So you graduate earlier when you're in Jamaica, I guess. Yeah, sixteen. So people here are older, I guess. That's prob- probably why you graduate like eighteen and mm-hmm. nineteen. Yeah. But still though, I'm like, there's a time and place for everything, everything like, you know. Yeah. And I think now, like every 
generation just gets more and more like what's the word like every like more things are more acceptable, acceptable to the yeah. point where like one time in in high school i remember this guy was arguing with the teacher and i'm like yo the teacher not like boxing <laughs> you, you can't take that disrespect no. you literally had to wait till the cop came and took the the, the, the guy out of the classroom i'm like nah this this place is not real yeah, yeah it's it's the liberties here are just crazy yeah but i mean it's it's a catch-22 in a sense of like it's good that it's like this, mm-hmm. and and it's bad that it's like this because I'm pretty sure that could have never happened in Jamaica. But at the same time, I know for a fact teachers and things like that took advantage of that that power. Yeah, you yeah, for saying? sure, for sure. So it's good and bad and everything. So we back in America. We living our best lives. What's up, man? DJ Caldasuz was born in Gabby's Wednesdays. Yeah, this is like 2008, nine. Yeah, is Gabby's Wednesdays. So, so all right. There's like a whole timeline that every every couple of years I cross over to a different um, demographic of people. Mm-hmm. So the people that knew me from Gabby's days don't necessarily know me now because it's like I kind of get up, I got up and left that that scene. Yeah, and it's kind of it's kind of like I. I I've always wanted to like explain what happened exactly. So when I started DJing at Gabby's and then I started to do a lot of Jamaican events here, like I, I, like I did all of them. I think the only one I never did was probably Igloo or any, or mm-hmm. some of those, but I was doing everyone at the French Reserve. I did um, all of Jamie's parties, all yeah. of Gary's party, all that stuff like that. Cause th- these guys were like, yo, you, you seem like, you know, you know what you do and I want to give you a chance. And I was like the only light skinned Jamaican yeah. DJ that could DJ like a Garrison yeah. Badman event, blah, blah, blah. And then I got a booking in Jamaica. I was like, um, probably seven. I was like eight, 19. I was 19. And this guy was doing a, an EDM show in Jamaica. Yeah. Uh, and it was the first one. Um, they booked me. I did the event. And for some reason, after that point, I was known as an EDM Jamaican DJ. Yeah. So I went with the flow. I was like, all right, I'm going to just play house music and stuff like that. Back then, that's when house music was like, it was on, it was its prime. Like Tiesto, Calvin Harris, all yeah. of those guys was like up top. They're still, they still are, but I think like hip hop kind of took yeah. over in the last couple of years. So I was like, all right, I came back here and I started to do shows. I started to go Cayman. I started to go. Uh, Damn, oh. you should have hired me. <laughs> I was, I was actually doing, I was doing it. Like I was yeah. actually flying out, and the only reason I was flying out was to do shows. But the thing about that was, um, I was flying out and doing shows, but I, I, I like, I didn't see where it was leading to like in terms of like money wise yeah because as you know and a lot of djs know this just because you're flying out don't mean you're actually making making that kind of money a lot of djs including myself are perfectly comfortable with staying here if you know that you're going to make a certain amount of money versus you just going out because it looks cool on your instagram and stuff yeah so around that time that's when like i I think i just turned 21 and stuff like that so i started to realize all of that stuff like that needs to stop because I'm wasting money like going out going flying out and, and doing stuff and I'm not re- they're really not paying me what I think you know yeah. it should be worth and stuff like that so so you're saying there's times in your career where you had like kind of they want to book you in uh, Antigua but you have to buy your own plane ticket exactly and then anytime they would bring me back to Jamaica because I went back to Jamaica a good amount of times they took advantage because they knew that I was from there so like oh yeah you know you have, you have family there you have friends there you can Stay somewhere. You know, yeah, you can stay somewhere. That, that, that's understandable. Yeah, it was, but then, you see, but this is the thing. Once I started to say no to some people, mm-hmm. then that's when I saw, like, the importance of me being a quote-unquote EDM DJ kind of went through the door because it never really made any sense. They were just using it for free promo because I was literally, I think at the time, I, I think I was 
honestly, the only one that could do, like, could do both. Both, yeah. Like, EDM literally. And, and dance hall. Like, I, I don't mean no this to, no, to, like, nobody that was doing it back then, mm-hmm. but there was a reason why they kept bringing me bringing back for, back. like, I, like I, did, I did Color Festival three times. I did uh, the show that I was talking about was called EDX, which is, like, one of the biggest EDM parties that ever happened in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I was like, yo, this just don't make no more sense. It's like I was getting old and I was starting to realize what was really going on. So I yeah. came back here and see, this is the thing a lot of DJs struggle with. I like, especially me, like I don't want to do the boring events, mm-hmm. but sometimes boring events is the ones that are actually paying you what you want. And then boring events, you mean like when sweet I, 16s? Yeah. Like weddings, weddings um, restaurant events, yeah. um, bar events, anything yeah. like that. But it was, I was getting that on a consistent basis. So it's it's crazy how it works. So I was I was getting Hold on, bro. That's my good? mom. So hold on. <laughs> Hello? Oh, T Mobile T Mobile is having a, an outage right now. Right. Nobody can make phone calls. Are we on T Mobile? Oh. I was just saying. Yeah. My mom got Metro. Oh, she is T- Metro is Metro, uh, T-Mobile. Oh, that's what she I did. literally just got the, the email. The Malu. Yeah, there's, there's that's crazy. I don't even have my house number saved in my in my phone. That's wild. Yeah, that's wild. This is crazy. People, y'all, I really hope the sound wave on this is decent because look at the wavelength. It's really small. Yes, mother, you good? Yeah, but call me on the show. Mommy, uh, T-Mobile's having a, a sh- outage. Oh. And Metro is bought out by T-Mobile. See, when I tell you, when you, you get what you pay for... <laughs> right now yeah so i hope i don't have any emergency and you get, can't get in contact with me because you wanted to go to cheap route and get metro pcs <laughs> okay call this number for me who am i calling <laughs> for what tell her, tell her to, she called me and i've been trying to get her back so call her on the house phone i did that when i couldn't get through with it well she might have metro too so if y'all both have metro you nothing go yeah she had metro too <clears throat> yeah oh that's right yeah yeah that's right so you're gonna have to thug it out a little bit okay all right all right, I love you. All right, all right. Let me get a thousand dollars. Mod, love you. All right, bye. All right, all right. <laughs> my mom don't care. Yo, <laughs> shout out to my mom, dog. She always holding me down. Yeah, your mom seems like a really cool person. Nah, though. she's like, she's hilarious. She is hilarious. Um, so where were we? Yeah, so the, when you started saying no, we're talking about DJing the EDM stuff. So Oh, so here's the thing. Yeah, so the whole reason I was bringing this up is when I started to do those events, so I started mm-hmm. to do like, and I, I never started, like I never posted any of this stuff. Like I, I would just do the events and I was working like five, six times a week and making decent money. And everybody used to ask like, yo, where are you? Like, yo, how you don't do no more events? Mm-hmm. Or you don't do no more Jamaica events? You're yeah. not a Jamaica DJ no more. I can't see you. I get rich and switch and all that mm-hmm. stuff. I'm like, nah, but I just like, you know, you know how the scene is. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I actually want to get paid when I DJ. Yeah. So you, you might see me, you might not see me. And I just started to go to those events just to have fun. Fun. So. You know, I think, I think, and this is a little bit part of what I think is wrong with the culture. Like we are being spoiled with such great talent, yes. such great like especially in Florida, South Florida, and and I never, I was never a person to take things for granted because 
I knew how lucky we were in South Florida. This is the closest thing to the islands you're going to get when you come to America. I don't care where you live. Mm -hmm. You know, this is the only place in the world that you can party outside consistently year round. Mm -hmm. Before anybody was partying outside in New York, Toronto, Atlanta. No, Miami was doing it for years. Yeah. Like from the 90s. Mm-hmm. So if anybody that listens to this or has the opportunity to live in South Florida X amount of years and enjoy going out and then happen to move to, you know, a North Carolina, an Atlanta, a, a, a Texas, a Houston, a, a Wisconsin, a DC, mm-hmm. let me tell you something. You're going to be very disappointed. Yeah, I know. Because. The bar here is a lot higher than a lot higher. Not saying they're not great DJs that come out of those cities, but they're very far in between. As a, you can take five DJs right now, mm-hmm. mid-level DJs yeah. in Caribbean, and you can send them out anywhere in the country. Mm-hmm. I'd say anywhere in the world. Anywhere in the world, and they can become the, immediately one top three DJs in that market. Yeah, you know what I mean. But it's just the way I see it. We like i feel like in the whole industry not just dj industry in the music industry and like mm-hmm. in every way shape and form us island i want to say island i say jamaican because i grew up in jamaica but yeah. I, I mean island djs on a whole are taken advantage of and we literally have the most talent like i have seen people that know music and know djing i have seen an island dj do some things where i'm like yo if American people could understand how crazy and dope we really are. Mm-hmm. I think our value would be a lot higher. I just, think, I just think we're just taking advantage of all the time, just because of I, where we're from. I agree, but I think versus has changed that. I think no. bounty and beanie. Bro, come on, yo. You don't think that has put? In- I think it was cool. It was cool, like to have a live stream with two that was the biggest of two of the biggest dancer yeah, artists but that was, ever. There's nothing. But what's gonna? How is that? How do you capitalize on that? More eyes on the culture, more eyes on what I doubt that. I don't think a live stream is going to change everything, bro. This how do you mean? How many people that weren't Caribbean were tuned into that just because of what it was? It, they were tuned that, into it because of Timberland and Swiss Beast. I understand, but Timberland and them have a remember. I'm gonna put in this. I'm, let me just put little things in perspective mm-hmm. because we follow the culture, yeah, and we love it mm-hmm. differently. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So a month prior to Beanie and Bounty did a live with Digicel for their 19th anniversary. Right. I watched it. Did you even know that happened? I did not. They did a live with a live band. Mm-hmm. So it had better presentation. Mm-hmm. It looked better. Now, was the audio as good? No. So that was one thing I messed up. Did they have an internet issue? They did. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the couple things that were wrong, like say, for example, it was on Digital Live as well as Beanie and Bouncy's Live. So mm-hmm. that kind of messed up the numbers. But it was, even if you combined all the lives, it, was, it didn't reach 100,000. So this is the same 500,000 thousand that would have tuned in if it was on a bigger platform now it goes on versus who's built a following of this mm-hmm. and granted people there's there's uh what five hundred thousand four hundred thousand people watching people sit down yeah and play music i know let's be honest but a the, joke but but here what i'm are you finished no no what i'm saying uh. but it goes to from that until a legit live like that was a a casual person of like that says I'm gonna watch this because everybody's talking about it mm-hmm. let's just say if it was just strictly Caribbean people I honestly feel like there was 300,000 Caribbean people watching but there was a 200,000 people that just watched it just because it was versus correct I've been so I too. believe that there was 200 people thousand people that watched it because it was versus not knowing what what even if it wasn't their favorite artist they didn't know nothing about it what or whatever the case may be yeah. they just watched it because what it was on mm-hmm. now if you watch the first versus to that one mm-hmm. your mind is blown so out of the two hundred thousand people that knew nothing about 
that knew about reggae and dancehall but didn't know really into it, I want to say 150,000 add a song to their playlist. Looked up, but went a little further. Followed. You know what I mean? Just yeah, dug a little deeper. But, but here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. They just, but see, they they on a global scale, they raised the bar to like this is what we expect when cats go on IG live. Right, but but that's helping out Beanie and Bounty. But what? How is how is the new artist in Jamaica? Now, mind you, I know the artists, the local artists in Jamaica have no plans and no aspirations to be international anymore, and that's proven because people still hate on Sean Paul and Shaggy, and yeah, they might be kind of corny in in, in like local terms. Cause people people you don't have a, you know you're not go play. A Sean Paul at a, at a Garrison party. You're not gonna play. Uh, you're not gonna play new Sean Paul. Well, no, but, but you play some dirty Sean. Like you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but you're you, not playing nothing he has out right now. Honestly, no. Except in for uh, local uh, Jamaica. Growing up, no, not even that. Growing up in Jamaica, dog. I'm telling you as a fact, the ones that are actually doing the shows and making the money and going out in international waters mm-hmm. and going places where. Half of these artists don't even know the names of these places and can't spell the place. Um, mm-hmm. Are the ones that are branching out and like doing music with artists that like Champa and Sia and like Shaggy and and mm-hmm. this person and that person. Those, you see, this this is what it, it kind of goes back to what I was saying, like on a smaller scale as well, yeah. what I was doing. Uh-huh. Yeah, the the dancehall events were Jamaican events were cool and stuff. Fun. And it looked yeah. good. It yeah. looked good. But what like what? Where's the capital? Like what are you really getting out of that? You're not really doing like there's just and I, it sounds cliche and I hate saying this, but there's really no money in dancehall music. There literally isn't. I I understand what you're coming from, and I'm gonna give you a perfect example. So there in Fayetteville, North Carolina, they had um a reggae party mm-hmm. every Friday. Mm-hmm. Now it was a small venue, intimate crowd. The place couldn't hold. 200, 300 people, small. And I know who I was. I was bigger than the party. Like, they can't afford me. You know what I'm saying? I would literally, I would, now, I feel like to a certain extent, the culture, my heritage, where I come from, Mm -hmm. the natural ability and the culture gave me the ability to be this good. Mm-hmm. So I feel an obligation, just me personally, that I if I there's an opportunity where I can give back to to this thing that's giving me so much, I need to do it. I just right. do that party Friday for free because people need to understand how dope this is. I want to make it as authentic because I lived in a military town where people from all different islands and places wanted that feel of back home. And if I feel like my MC skills or what I bring to the table to that moment, that time can give them that, Mm -hmm. like I need to do it because it has given me so much. Yeah. You know what I mean? So there's a little bit of like, I understand it. Not I don't look at it as respecting the the promoter or the party, Mm -hmm. but I look at a bigger scheme of like, I got to respect this culture. Yeah. A hundred percent. And that, that, that's, I was kind of getting to that. I was, mm-hmm. I was going to say, I, I actually, at this point, at this point, if somebody, if one of my, one of the promoters that I used to DJ for, like I used to do their parties or stuff like that, hit me up and say, yo, Kyle, I want you to DJ for me. What's your, what's your, what's your rate? I honestly feel like saying you're good. Like, I don't really care. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because, yeah. because it, it, it I'm, I, I don't, I'm, I don't want to gain anything from doing those kind of events. Like I love the culture so much and I grew up in it. Like I, I honestly just want to do it for just, just the love of it. Yeah. But what I'm trying to say, like in terms of you, of the life, like the versus life, the Beanie and Bounty life, if they, like, I'm pretty sure it's helping out somewhat because mm-hmm. it's still fresh, but I feel like that, I, there was a thing between, uh, was it Tony, uh, Tony Mataran, Mataran and, and um, Major, Major Hype. Major Hype and Swiss Beats. So what I gather from it is that 
first of all, Major Hype wasn't bad mining anything at all. No, because no. They, they're friends. So he's and, they, and but I understand his frustration. I understand completely. it as well. That's why I brought it up. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like it, what I'm trying to get at. Like he was trying to make that happen for Long time. years. Like he's been trying to make that happen before even pandemic and whatever. Yeah. And everybody that he asked, I guess, said no. Yeah. But here comes Timbaland and Swiss Beats with yeah. you know. You have a name, but as it, those they brought two. that bag though. They did. You <laughs> see, that's the thing. I know, but that's what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. If you if you have if you have the funding and the re- resources that those guys have, you can make anything happen. Mm-hmm. They could have a Haitian or a Spanish or an African live, and I think the same amount of people would probably watch it just because mm-hmm. of who they are. And it's just it's just sad because I don't think the music industry in Jamaica is actually benefiting off of that. Mm. Like, they're going to search up Beanie and Bounty music, but how how is how is that going to really help out the guys that are paying, like, all their, all their money to go record at a studio? And he's, like, one of the biggest artists in Jamaica, but still can't get... A visa. Yeah, like, that's... I, I would never understand that. I mean, that's just a, a, a part of the government that we don't know, we don't understand, but it's mind-blowing to me how... Just want to tour, like even if you didn't, even if if even if I ran that government, I say yo, I don't even like dance song. I don't like what it portrays. I don't like what it does. Da, 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 da. But it is proven fact that Jamaican culture is the most influential culture in the world. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying this Straight because facts. I'm I'm not saying it because I'm a Jamaican, but yeah. it is what it is. Yeah. Like you can say whatever about any island you come from, but if it wasn't for Jamaica, mm-hmm. they would even think about going to your island because they come to Jamaica and they say. Oh, there's other places around here. Well, maybe you can check out other places. <laughs> that's true. And like that's how it and it branches off. It is yeah. what it is what it is. Yeah. But um, just I would say like, hey, we got to give these people a visa because I guarantee you, when they perform in Germany, yeah, if they get that year an influx of German passports traveling through Jamaica because Beanie Man performed there. Mm-hmm. But that is, you know, that generate, that comes back tenfold. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. I get it that the music is banned in certain places, dog. But, dog, I remember going to Bounty Sunday and Water House when I was there for the Buddha show. Yeah. And people that are Japanese, dog. Yeah, bro. Are they in Water House. Bro, they legit love the culture to them. Like, they would die for the culture, bro. For real. Honestly, like, I remember the last time I went to Jamaica, art. So, but when I migrated, it wasn't the way it is right mm-hmm. now. Like, you have... Obviously, because of social media now, people like experiencing other yeah. things. So when I went back to Jamaica, I'm like, hold on. There's legit like in every dance, every street dance, there's a there's a Japanese group mm-hmm. of dancers that come out and clash against yeah. our dancers yeah. and these dancers and those dancers and bro, they legit like it's like it's like some random person loving EDM music mm-hmm. like go to ultra you like that yeah. kind of stuff it's the same thing it's just on a smaller scale like yeah. people really love the, the culture dog and they take it back like it, it like I, the one is biggest things I tell people like when we went to Italy with Addy like people that don't speak English but know every cartel song word for word, word but can't have a conversation with you yeah that's crazy. Like, I, who knew? Like, these people love it. I thought I loved it, but I felt like I didn't love it as much as... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it, that's it's a good point you made because that's... Like, the whole thing with, with Sean Paul and Shaggy, the, what I was trying to say is us, like, not us, but, like, people that live in Jamaica, mm-hmm. I feel like there's, a there, there's like, like, a good amount of the percentage that really don't appreciate the local music the way that they should. I feel like people outside of Jamaica appreciate music more. 
Yeah, Honestly. I mean, because it's harder for us to get. I mean, think about it. Just think about, like, I mean, we can't attest to this, but I'm pretty sure your father can attest to this as far as, like, what it was to get music mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. You know, back in the day when I hear stories, when I talk to uh, a lot of DJs, and I know these record shops in Southwest, like Aquarius, and when Kaz had to drive hours to three record shops to get a, a vinyl to play that night, it's... It mm. took a different type of love and dedication as a fuck. Like, you don't got to work. We don't got to work for music. Yeah. Like, anybody can do it. You know what I mean? I think that, on, mm-hmm. and that's across the board. No matter what genre of music yeah, you're yeah, into, across the board, yeah. it water downs the talent, the mm. quality. It just does. Yep. But it also evens out the playing field. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a good and bad in all situations when we come to this music game, to be honest, man. But So, I have a question for you. Yeah. You you know that you didn't even tell me you were moving back to uh, Pine, uh, like here. I mean, nobody Florida. really knew. Yeah, but... What, what, what were you going to do? You, you know still don't crazy, text back, though. But you, this is the, that's horrible, a lie. Dog, you're, a horrible, a lie you're a horrible communicator. Bro. And you tell you got to remind me, like, dog, you're an adult. I don't got to remind <laughs> you shit. Like, come on, dog. Be an adult, dog. Come on. <laughs> It was a gal and some new pum pum. I wouldn't have to remind you. Okay. If it was a booking, I wouldn't have to remind you. Yeah, Come yeah. on, dog. True. <laughs> true. If I'm a friend, dog, give me that. Give me that. Yeah. True, like, true, true. You true. know what I'm saying? I, you know, you know, it's crazy, dog, because I guess I wasn't here for the whole Slim City era, but every time I used to go to events, dog, people used to call in and like, yo, Slim City, Slim City. I'm like, I was always like, yo, who is this Slim City, dog? And then that, I actually met you. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, shit, this is Slim yeah, City. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah I, I mean, like, and you're, like, as I hear you tell that story mm. and as a conversation I had with my homegirl, Casey, and just people telling me, like, what, what, who I was and what I meant mm. to back then, I don't see myself as that. Mm. There are people something like, dog, you got to understand, like, you solidified things. Like, you were the stamp of approval for an entire two generations. Mm-hmm. I'm like, so they was like, you don't act like it. Because a lot of times I'm just be grateful. Like we talk about this podcast and how I need to boss up and make this amount of money. It's like, but I just love talking to people. I love hearing the stories. I want to hear the conversations. I want to learn. I want to understand things that I never understood before. Yeah. Like, how do I put a price on, you know? You can't, dog. This is why it's so hard for, for us artists to, to make a living off of doing things that, doing what we love. It's hard. Like, it's, it's really hard when somebody asks me, you know, how much do you charge? Obviously, no, I kind of, you know, I got bills to pay. Yeah. But back then, dog, I was like, how much do I charge? Oh, yeah. You know, I really, I actually don't even want to charge, but, you know, since you want to. Yeah. But honestly, bro, it's like, it's so hard. Artists in every category, like in the whole entertainment industry, like whether you, I don't know. That's you, what I have management. Yeah, that's true. Shout out that's to Dean. Dean been managing me the last two years. Yeah. And honestly, that's, that. so that whole, that whole era of like the whole time period of me doing all of those events that I said mm-hmm. that I really didn't want to do. Um, There was like, he found a crossover plat- like point mm-hmm. where it was like a it was like a mix between the ones that I really always wanted to do and ones that actually pay me money. And he found a way to do it. And you know, shout out to Dean because it's been a it's been a consistent run for the last two years. Mm-hmm. Like I went to places I went to places last year I could only dream about going as a DJ. Like yeah, I went where? I mean New York. I went to LA twice. Yeah. I went to Atlanta. Um, where else? I went to where else did I go? I went somewhere else. I just don't remember. But but just just like our first year run that was mm-hmm. like that was the most traveling that I did in yeah. a year and like I, I mean honestly I'm not comparing myself to anybody else but like just being outside of the state and DJing yeah like the right way um honestly like I was I was like I was blown away I was like 
I was in awe, honestly. Yeah. Just thankful for the for the. For and, the and people are so grateful. Like I, I'm not gonna say where I was in LA this past December. Mm-hmm. And shout out to T, by the way, one of the biggest writing artists in LA. Crazy publishing deal, crazy writing deal. Shout out my boy T, right here from Miramar, Fairway Park. But um, he took me to this, like a, a this reggae party on a Wednesday night. I'm just like, damn, I could. These people are like thirsty for authenticity, and like I see the gratitude when real DJs come out of town, or somebody from Jamaica or Miami or New York comes to a city. Yep, I see the gratitude. Not yep. to disrespect those local DJs because I get it. Mm-hmm. When you're when you're not in Miami, outside of Miami, New York, mm-hmm. you're like a couple years behind as far as dancehall music. Yeah, but. That is for the DJ's job. Yeah. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. the DJs, you could create a space for yourself where you're you're keeping your de- your your crowd and your demographic yeah. up to beat with everything that's going on in the community as far as dancehall, soca, reggae, mm-hmm. uh, Afro beats. That's your job. If you're a DJ, that is your that's job. That's your job, yeah, of course. And some of y'all, let's be honest, y'all were not doing y'all job. No. Because it costs nothing to create a mix and, and post it on uh, Instagram and create your platforms and post it. That's your investment. 100%. Yeah. Because I've seen that those things change a lot. Big shout out to Crown Prince who I think who, who I realized last week mm-hmm. has probably the best mixes in the world. Oh shit. I, I, I haven't checked on it yet. Or I and, think I, I and like he has a, a radio show called The Balance with Very Hype and I've been indulging in his mixes and I and I, I remember when I first booked Crown Prince. Mm-hmm. Solstice Lounge back in the day before Dubai and all his life changed. But mm-hmm. it was gra- I'm I'm a I'm a privilege to say that I was part of the foundation of his career. Mm-hmm. But to see what he does now and this hear his mixes, yeah, I go he's the best. No, he's the best at this particular thing in this space. Mm-hmm. I I I know why he's over there. You know, and and, and like DJs, it's that's your job. Yeah. So even if you got to, I don't understand why you can't do something you love and create a space that people follow you and they go to you for this particular thing, 100%. regardless of your market. A hundred percent. Because that's, that's how you build your value. Yeah, that's, I agree a hundred percent. I've been saying this. I, I just feel like this, there's some maturity level that, that comes with thinking like that, mm-hmm. to be honest, because I think the same way. I'm like, yo, if I, if I'm good at this, like that don't mean that I'm going to be good at this. What? No. You no, I'm gonna answer it because yeah. I ain't trying to hear it. Yeah. You gotta edit this episode anyway, so I really don't care. <laughs> you good, you good. Yeah, go ahead. I'm gonna go get a wine bottle, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah, we need to re up. Yeah. You. You can't FaceTime me? You can't FaceTime me? You can't see my face? No, that was an accident. I was trying to FaceTime you, but I was trying to see if I could get through to you because everybody's phones are acting. Oh, you got T Mobile? Yeah. Yeah, T Mobile had an outage. Sorry. Your cheap ass provider. It's just T-Mobile then? Yeah, but T-Mobile was owned by Metro is owned by T-Mobile, so if you got a Metro phone. Yeah, my mom has Metro. Mm, they got to do better. I just had this whole conversation with my mom. Oh, okay. Because I didn't know my mom literally just showed up at my house right now. She's like, haven't you guys noticed you haven't heard from me all day? I've been calling and worried. Bring some of that wine too. But I have to make sure I answer the phone every time you call because I don't want you to think that I'm ignoring you. Oh. And for what for your whole little attitude last night, this is avoiding it. Is that cold? No. Oh. Oh. But okay, what, so what do, what do you have? I have AT and T. I'm an adult. <laughs> I'm an adult. Okay. No disrespect. This you get what you pay for. That's what I told my mom. Like, yeah, I know my bills are $132 a week, but I would never have that issue ever. I had no idea. I've been with Metro since 
life. Mm, you're one of I those. Just, I just changed to T-Mobile back in December when I got a new phone. Okay, like I said, I'm sure your phone bill is very... I didn't know who else to go with. I didn't know reason. AT&T. Are they cheaper than T-Mobile? Because T-Mobile is hella expensive. No, I mean, I pay, like I said, I'm one line, iPhone 10X Max, and I pay 132 a month. But I'm paying, like, the plan, and I'm paying, but, like I said, I don't have any, like, you know, thanks. I don't have any, like, shortages, outages. I don't have none of that. And I used to have Sprint, so I know trash service. Okay. Well, thank you for answering. Oh, okay. Sounds like you're busy. What are you wearing? Um... Like some blue biker shorts, some navy blue biker shorts. Can I can I see? Um, Bro, we're in the middle of a podcast. Moment, yeah. But I'll snap a pic when I get a chance. Hi, you know I'm disgusting, right? (laughs) You're you're terrible. But you knew that makes you disgusting too, right? No, it doesn't. But you about to send me the picture, so technically you're just as nasty as I am. Yeah, okay. I'm recording all of this right now, by the way, so. Okay. Everybody knows. <laughs> Alright, bye. bye. Penis. Actually save it separate. Yeah. Chop it out and like yeah. No no no. I'm yeah, I got this. I'm gonna work on this tonight. I don't have anything to- No, you're a liar. Just like you say you're gonna work on the video and audio bet, bet. of the live. Bet, bet, bet. Right, I need to listen. If if I if I get this back to you by twelve a.m., I'll, I'll drop off a bottle of Appleton. All right, Celeste. So Bet twelve a.m. Yeah. Sketchy. Yeah. No, no, no. It's not sketchy at all. It's it's really easy. I got I got my laptop. I got everything. Ready. Yeah, ready. I I don't know what I can't wait to like. Kind of, I'm gonna watch more videos on this per se, but I'm gonna like uh, <clears throat> see why I'm not hearing the outdoor no like. What do you mean? I'm not hearing like the ambient noise. I, I'm hearing it. Like, when everybody was walking downstairs, I heard everything. Unless it's just your headphones. Um, I'm hearing the rain right now. So. Yeah, but you're hearing that. Hold on. I'm not really hearing it. Okay. I hear it with my head. I don't know. Whatever. Maybe the level on the headphones. Oh, what the fuck were we talking about? <clears throat> uh, all right. Back to, back to the podcast. Too. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Is there, I don't know. Is there anything you always wanted to know about me? Pause. Know. I don't know shit about you. Right. Um, like that. Oh, God. Okay. Let's talk about cars, bro. Why do you love BMWs? Why are BMWs? What's the beef with you and um, Dex? Dex? Yeah. All right. Well, let's start with let's start with why I like BMWs. All right. To be honest, I, will, I really don't love them the way I love GTRs. A GTR is, a, is my dream car. That's a Nissan. Nissan GTR, yeah. Yeah. Which was in Fast and Furious for you. Yeah. And <laughs> That's what people. Usain Bolt has. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah he does. Um, that's my dream car. And until I can afford that, I chose, like, I, my first BMW was a 135. Um, a 135? A 135, yeah. It's, it's the same. It's So, a lot of people don't. It's a girl's car. It's not a girl's car. I'm about to explain why. <laughs> it, Let me Google what that is. Go ahead. All right. So, a lot of people don't know this. Non-car enthusiasts think BMW, oh, the best thing you can get is an M3. Wrong. That's completely wrong because mm-hmm. there was a time period where, and I'm going to be real geek nerdy right now, yeah. and I'm going to explain everything. BMW made this engine called an N54, uh-huh. which is a twin turbo six cylinder in- engine, which is literally the same thing that a GTR has. Okay. It's the same platform as two JZ as well. Same, same engine block, but the JZ was designed better and can hold more power stock form-wise. Okay. okay. And the so 135? The 135, 335, 535, they all have the same engine. Okay. They all share the same engine. Uh-huh. 
BMW made a mistake by making that engine because it over it. So an M, all the M cars obviously overshadow all all of other BMW normal yeah. cars. But when BMW made that engine, they made a mistake because they realized, oh, we put too much power in this engine, it's gonna kill our M market, which is what it did. Mm. So a lot of people don't know about that engine. You can get a right now. You can get a three thirty five. Up to up to 09 is when they start making the, the N54. So you can get one of those cars for like five grand right now. So those engines allow you to modify it to make it faster. You can modify that engine way above an M3 right now for for more than half the price. Oh wow! And a lot of people don't know that. A so lot you, of people you don't get know a that. bank for your more bank for your boat. way more, way more. And if you want to go crazy and actually build an engine, you making super super performance. Like it, mm. it's it's the same shit. So the problem is the the body type for those cars. Like I just cannot fit. I like BMWs, but I just can't fit in the damn i135 well the 135 was my first car okay this was, that was my first bmw yeah i started to research and i got actually into the car scene after i got the car and realized oh i could have spent the same amount of money i got a four-door mm-hmm. which is what i really wanted mm-hmm. so I, I sold that car i got my first four-door 335 started modding it and i've been in the car scene ever since and I think since then i've had three other N54s mm-hmm. and I've blown like three engines but it's more of it's more of my fault in terms of like how you driving a car no being cheap I, I like I, I was like extremely cheap with a car and like going shortcut ways and like I didn't get the right tune and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I, I was just I was just being cheap but what is when you have a free mechanic though yeah, I mean, is your dad over working on the car? No, nah, no, nah, he, he he's he has he's retired from that a long time ago. So he has he really has nothing to do with this. It, it's just me, like, and all of my money that I used to DJ with and get like extra tips and shit yeah. will go straight to that car, mm. legit. But anyway, uh, the whole car scene. When I'm not DJing, honestly, I'm either working on my car or twitching. Yeah, I, I've actually picked up gaming recently. So are you like um, those people on? Stereo 27? Oh, yeah. You know 27 is of right course. here. Yeah. I, bro, I used to live on that road. At the Sonico? Live <laughs> right there. And they just started selling race gas. So people people there all the all time. time yeah. All the time. And I tell you a, a funny story. One night, one night I went there on a Wednesday night and um, I was talking to this guy by the meet. And all of a sudden, like, I saw like a spotlight on me. When I looked up, there was two, co- two helicopters. Mm-hmm. And everybody just started. It was literally like out of a fast and like furious yeah. movie. It was it was crazy. But yeah, the beef between me and Dex is so Dex has his own beef with BMW. You know, like BMW is from your from your guardian seven series back in Gabby's days because that shit used to give him bugger problems. <laughs> so he never liked uh, BMW. So he realized that I do, yeah. and you know, we've just been. It's like fun. But no, it's not real. It's not real. No, 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 no. Yeah. It's just fun, and you know, he got his cars set up and stuff. And, I'm still waiting for that race, and I'll know I can't. You know, him set up two two cars now mm-hmm. after the span of about like two years, maybe three years, and I'll know I can't get my race. But it's all right. <laughs> we'll just is we'll your just, car back on? Remember you said yesterday. It's not, it's not back on. I mean, it is, but it's not ready. So the, is the engine in the white car? Which white car? There's a white BMW in the garage. No, I'm actually selling it if you wanted. I'm I'm poor. Is it stick shift? No. Uh, when I pay off my Honda, I'm, I want to buy a stick. Really? I just miss but, it. But, but oh, you used to you actually used to you like you know how to drive? Stick? Yeah, of course. Oh, I can drive. I can drive right. I learned right side stick shift. Mm-hmm. That's weird. I think that's a Jamaican. Um, yeah. Prerequisite. Yeah, I was talking to my dad yesterday. I'm going to interview my dad on my podcast for Father's Day, mm-hmm. and uh, he was just talking about what it took to get a license there. 
why people used to buy license. His brother, his older brother, Uncle, Uncle Donald, he was a uh, worked at a DMV as an instructor. So he was in charge of everybody giving out the actual road tests and things like that. So he was telling me just like you only could take your driving course and stick manual drive. You couldn't do automatic. And the, he was like, yo, the first thing they do yeah. is when you park on the hill, you couldn't... You got to shut it off. No, you have to be able to move forward without rolling back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if you just did that, it's just automatic. Fit. Yo, that's so crazy. Because- <sighs> but that's how cats used to make money because they used to pay people to... Like, you do that, you oh, you already failed, but so you got to pay out money. That's, that's, that's why it's not a myth. Like, the best drivers in the world are people from the islands. Mm. I say that again because... The driving test that they have here, bro, it's a joke. It's a it's a literally a joke. I I aced that test with the only thing I did wrong was I had no idea what the hell a three point turn was. Mm-hmm. So I was actually trying to make a U turn with the three point turn, and I almost did it too. Yeah, but the lady the lady was like, you know, this is supposed to be a three point turn. And I was like, I didn't know that. <laughs> I thought it was a U turn in the smallest space. But, but th- did you watch that show Hyperdrive on Netflix? No. Oh, hold on, let me tell you the name of the show. It's like a, it's like a drifting uh, contest show, but it was dope, though, man. It was produced by Charlize Theron. Oh shit! And yeah, uh, she's like into driving and all that. Hold on, let me see if I can find the name of it. Hyperdrive, hyper. Yeah, hyperdrive. I'm a pretty good drifter, by the way. Drifting in what? In my brother's car. He has a. He has. A, I don't know if you've seen it before, but the Mazda. Nah, bro. He the, just the Honda. Up. No, you haven't seen it. I'm telling you. He has a. He has a. He has a. He has a. Um. Uh, BRZ a BRZ yeah white body kit Subaru BRZ it's, oh Subaru yeah it's, it's, he out here drifting yeah it's so fun to yeah but I'm, it looks fun though I'm a it professional does. drifter bro don't Shut get it don't up. get it twisted up. Up. You're, not a, you're not a professional drifter I'll show you a video when we're done no don't show me show me in the car alright fine we can go to Walmart parking lot right now just sponsor the tires I got you no I'm good <laughs> I know I'll be going through tires like a month <laughs> yes bro nah man but uh, yeah so what's up with the driving I mean yeah honestly dog it's like one of, it's, it's, it's my hobby like people every DJ has their own I feel like they have their own hobby mm-hmm uh, I know a DJ that's like a chef. I know a DJ that, you know, you, you got to have something else because if you just live and breathe, which is, there's nothing wrong with it, but like there's a, at some point you go be like, yo, I, I, I'm going crazy. Like I need something to do, oh. especially during this pandemic, bro. Yeah. What have, what have you learned as far as? I've honestly, you saw it the, uh, last week. Like I've learned to do, I've learned to do like, um, I, I guess you could call it sound and light engineering yeah. through my dad. And that's kind of what he, he's, he's been doing since he moved there. Yeah. If they're hiring, let me know. I've always been into that. <laughs> no, real talk, I love it. I'm always interested in to see how things work. You know, just the conversation I'm having, I'm just looking, okay, yeah. how do you do this? Yeah. It's really interesting, and you'd be surprised, bro. You'd be surprised how much money you, you, you make from that stuff because when you talk about sound and lighting, bro, like that's literally the entire production of every event. Mm-hmm. and No matter what it no is. No matter what. If it's a speech, a yeah. play, or a party. Yeah, corporate. We do the a, foundation. Yeah, we do a lot of corporate events, and even stuff like it doesn't require that that crazy setup or anything like mm-hmm. that but it it requires you to be like yo i need to know how to set this up mm-hmm. and, and do Voltage this yeah and everything things, that, yeah. yeah everything and it, it gets really technical but once you once you learn that you, you can work for any any uh event company because i personally don't i never minded the uh i don't mind the setup but i ain't gonna lie that breakdown oh i hate the breakdown yeah i hate break i hate breaking down so that, when i used to do the events with my dad i used to drive separate so i'd be like i could leave i could leave without being <laughs> stuck down. Yeah, I hate I hated that. Dog. Yeah, I don't like. I like the excitement of setting up and seeing things come together. Yeah, but that breaking down is a motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. That, is that your mom? Where's your mom? Um, mom. Know. Did she go downstairs? I don't think she's downstairs. Who's downstairs? 
I don't know. Who's that? That's probably the dog. The dog didn't open up the fridge. The, you'd be surprised. The dog, your dog can open fridges? She, she can't open the, the cupboard. The, mm. Pull the handle. Text your mom and tell her to come downstairs. So you graduated high school in Orlando? In Orlando, yeah. 2012. 2012. And then when did you move down to Pines? All right, so we moved We moved to Pines. And no, no, no. Oh, oh, it's grandma. grandma. Oh. Uh, we moved to Pines three years, three, four years ago. Well, you were just, so wait. I was living in Wynwood. Uh, you were here about the asset? What? Wait, wait. I what? didn't know that. I thought your whole, so you didn't live here with your whole family at the time? No. So they were still in Orlando when you were first kind of working at Gabby's and all that? Oh, no, yeah. We all moved at the same time. Oh. But, we, but that was by like Sawgrass. We moved to Sawgrass. Mm. So we were like plantation. You know what? I'm sorry. That's the wrong question. South Florida. I South Florida. Say, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. He, he wants to ask you questions. Yeah, come yeah. on, mom. Interview. What do you, come right here. Come right here, mom. What do you, what do you, how you doing? Good. And what do you think about you? Your mom is so cool. She got a nose ring. <laughs> She's such a rebel. Coolie. <laughs> I did not old age thing. Nah, nah, nah. Forever, yo. So what was it? What is it like? Uh, you want to give her? Yeah, it's good. This is uh, Kyle's mom. Hey, hi, everybody. So what is it like having, what was Kyle as a, as a son like? Um, early years, total Tasmanian devil. Mm. Um, I think up to maybe two years old, he was very. It's, it's right there. Uh, right here? Can you hear? Yeah. Yeah. Right, you know, you can sit. You can sit down. Yeah. Technical difficulties. No, no, no. You know, you're doing it right now. I just want to get. Let, let her know she got to talk in the symbol. Yeah. I'm going to turn it back the same way. Yeah. Have, man. So, hold up, hold up, hold up. Bring it down and talk like right here. Yeah. Okay. I interviewed my mom for Mother's Day, so like oh, that's great. It was awesome. Well, I can I can definitely talk about Kyle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that yeah? Is he your favorite child? Um, I can't answer that. Funny you say that. I mean, funny you ask that. No, because it's parents funny. act like they don't have a favorite, but they no. clearly have a favorite. First of all, favorite is the wrong word to okay. use. Um, is he the child that gives me the less argument back? Yes. Mm -hmm. Take that how you want it. <laughs> Yeah. Everybody in here, it's a joke that they're like, oh, the golden child is home. <laughs> but it's not because there's a favorite. Absolutely not. It's just because. I feel like you're going to do more for the child that caused you the less stress. No, it's just that our conversations are less argumentative. Yeah. I could say the exact same thing to Kyle and have a different reaction to maybe, you know. My daughter, for example. Yeah. Well, you know, that's, girls I mean, have all those hormones. Listen, like I, I, uh, Ooh, I have a daughter. Mm. She's five, mm -hmm. and like I appreciate these times now because I know there's a time in my life where I'm not gonna like like her, <laughs> and I've accepted that. So I'm trying to like enjoy it now. As long as you know that between eleven and fourteen, there is a level of being possessed. Yeah. As long as you're aware it's coming, you yeah. are way ahead of the game. Oh, you're okay. good. Fair enough. Good to go. <laughs> like I get anxiety when I see people post like their I have friends with like 11, 12, 13. I get I legit anxiety. If I see a friend post their daughter right now, it's mm -hmm. like I don't know if I'm ready for that. Yeah. No. I get freaked out. Uh, just take my advice. Just don't even try and answer cuz you can't help her. Mm. You just have to let her go. So and so not being my friend. Just say, all right, honey. All right, oh, all right. Don't even try and ask why. why? Yeah. Mm -mm. Yeah. Mm -mm. You don't want to know. <laughs> so what was it like raising children in America? I mean, um, and not in America, but in Jamaica, because you kind of had a little bit of both. Because if Kyle's the oldest yeah. at fifteen, he so came, you, he came at fifteen. So he, you kind of had to raise him in a Jamaican kind of more society point of view than you yeah. had to raise your younger two who are more I, Americanized. I will tell you this, you know. Everybody has a different story why they mm -hmm. migrate, and um, but I will tell you that when I decided to leave Jamaica, mm -hmm. it was because I wanted my children to be anything that they wanted to be. 
Mm. I just wanted them to work hard. And um, the minute I saw, because Kyle started, quote unquote, DJing, like at 13, I couldn't get him off the computer. Mm, okay. He'd be downloading virtual DJ and yeah. glued and making mixes and everything. And we saw it evolve. Typical... I'm 34, so the, the typical concept of growing up in a Caribbean household is lawyer, teacher, doctor. Business, oh, what about businessman? Business, businessman. Quote, unquote, businessman. Business <laughs> so if you're not these things, you're you're a failure. You know yeah. what I mean? So, I mean, granted, yeah. you grew up, had your children a little later than what my parents are, because my parents are in their 60s and 70s. Right, right. So this is a whole different generation of right. upbringing. Like, is it like, you know how I didn't want that for my children, so I'm not going to be like, as far as like kind of... Uh, what's the way you kind of like control their talents or their dreams? Correct. Yeah. Um, and look, I've, I have friends my age that are like that. Mm -hmm. I just think it just depends. Just It just depends on your experiences. Yeah. I don't judge anyone. Mm -hmm. I definitely won't judge you how you raise your kids. Yeah. Um, cause I, I think will. I'm at, sorry. But I think, I think at the root <laughs> of it, everybody wants what's best Definitely for their children. kids. Yeah. Some people don't care if they're unhappy while you're trying to get them there. Mm -hmm. I actually did. I, I hate, I spoil them. I hated to see them cry. I hated to see them yeah. not happy. Raising kids in Jamaica, you have a lot of help. True. A lot. Foundation. Whether it's paid help yeah. or grandparents or your mom or your dad. Yeah. You have, it, it takes a village. Yeah. Remember when I said when I walked in and you saw your grandma come up? Boy, yeah, the typical Jamaican mm -hmm. household. Mm -hmm. Everybody's yeah. here. Everybody here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, definitely moving here was a shock for them because whereas they used to get out the car before with all the bags of groceries in there, we're like, where are you going? Mm -hmm. Everybody grab five bags. Yeah. And it's it's more of a um, you work. Yeah. So I didn't really care what they wanted to become. Mm -hmm. I just required that they work hard at it. it. Be great at it. I think and, and you know mm -hmm. to be honest, like I have a twin brother. My twin brother's a doctor. So like when you see Omar and Nick. It's like, so what are you what are you doing with your life? I mean, and granted, my mom did a very good job of never making it feel like one was better than the other, right. one was smarter. But I knew I'm a very realistic person. So from when me and my brother used to play with toys, I can remember from way back when, like, yo, he just did things a little bit, a little more advanced than I did. Like I peeped it from when I was a child. But and I knew like I granted I knew I chose a career path that's not gonna make three hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year. Yeah. more but i also know i'm not gonna I, I started my life with no debt well, you know what i mean not so only, not only that but as a parent mm -hmm. i can i can look at you and i can flat out say to you right off the bat that it's definitely left side right side of the brain not everybody can be the doctor the lawyer the mm -hmm. scientist you know there's only five astronauts going up in nasa true, <laughs> you know, true. In, in the space shuttle yeah. it's um what would we do if we did not have someone to take our card when we enter the park at Disney, to direct the traffic yeah. in the parking lot. Mm -hmm. So this country made me see that there is a job for everybody, everybody. every single person. Yeah. So you have to be proud of what you, you do. do. If not, you don't do it, period. Yeah. Whether you're housekeeper, gardener, yeah. whatever it is, you own it and you be proud of yourself. Mm -hmm. Kyle, you can jump in anytime. Yeah. Oh, so, okay. Well, I'm, I, I, okay. All right, we'll see Yardi Central. Okay, so basically what I was just saying a while ago, uh -huh. about a year and a half ago, I had this idea because I have so many friends just like myself that migrated from Jamaica mm -hmm. and they have gone on to do other things, great things. Mm -hmm. They live all over the world, Dubai, mm -hmm. Switzerland, Canada, wherever. We're everywhere. Everywhere. We are like a weed. Yeah, <laughs> but, but we are kick butt yeah, in whatever great. we do. Uh -huh. So I decided that I was going to create a blog and I called it Yardy Central. Uh -huh. 
and I feature them basically. No criteria. Don't have to be a doctor or a lawyer, mm -hmm. although there's some in there. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of artists. I have um, teachers. I have every different career yeah. that you could think of. I have a friend that's a writer that's in it mm -hmm. that I featured, and he chose not to talk about the fact that he's also an engineer. Mm. That's a day job, but he wanted to talk about his books that books, he's writing. Yeah. Um, and basically, it's to motivate anyone who could either still be in Jamaica mm -hmm. and thinking, boy, I don't know if I could do it. It's, it's just to motivate anybody just to see what we're doing all over the world and we're doing great at it. Yeah, because I, I think the visual is, I'm a visual person, so I think the visual is important. Like, you know, you, we grew up in Jamaica in a sense of like, I've seen black people do the greatest of things. I've seen black leaders. I've grown up seeing black doctors. I've grown up seeing lawyers, everything black. Yep. And you know, you come to America, especially coming here, you know, young, young, like, Pretty much I'm American. So I, I've seen the concept of like where in Jamaica's academic, academic, academic here in certain communities, but especially in South Florida, it's sports. You know, the only way out of this is athletics. Mm -hmm. Now, little known fact, there's a square block radius in Liberty City in South Florida. Two, two random facts. There's a, there's a 10 mile radius in South Florida that produces the most NFL players, period. Wow. Also, wow. in Broward, St. Thomas Aquinas produced the most NFL players. So there's something down here yeah. that just says we're the best at this and this is what we produce. But the I problem is because we have the highest immigrant. Probably. No, oh, definitely. <laughs> it, no, it, I just shoot that in there. No, it is. But All that plays a role in just the mixing the pot, the, the, the upbringing, the mindset. Like you watch, if you watch the 30 for 30 on University of Miami, yeah. the first one, mm -hmm. and just you see the mindset of these kids like coming up out of there and knowing some of these kids that I knew were friends with that like went to UM, just the mindset they have is just like they have to make it like the entire city. Yeah. Like these kids, 18 year old going into these situations, these schools, or even people coming from Jamaica yeah. coming to America, there is so much pressure on them to be successful because their success reflects on their community. Of course. So it's such a big deal. Even myself, like my dad playing soccer for the national team. That's awesome. And saying and not understanding what he meant to a country and saying my last name certain places. Because there were times and places I was like, I'm not saying my last name. Because <laughs> I don't want nobody to be like, oh, <laughs> you're not kickball. Like people would look at me down on me because I didn't play football. Like legit, look, you'll play basketball. Like what? What are you doing? You know who your dad is? So but there were times in my life I'd be like, yo, I'm not, I'm not even going to say my name. I totally understand. And for me, having three kids, mm -hmm. they not only look completely different, mm -hmm. they are completely different. Yeah. Blaine was the soccer player. Yeah, he's completely. tall. Listen, I'm 5'1", and my husband is 5'5". Five five. I'm we, not asking no way. We Listen, <laughs> I know, right? We came here. We just missed midget, yeah. okay? We came here right when they started just, you know, puberty and the hormones yeah. and everything. I guess all that... Chicken. Milk, all that milk in the, in the school lunches. <laughs> no, <but> for <laughs> real. I think Ben was going to be taller. Well, with that said, been... what ended up happening is that the minute he... Because he started playing soccer from he was three, mm -hmm. you know, football in Jamaica. Football, yeah. And when he came here, the day he picked up a basketball, that was it. Oh, no. I regret that. This, was that it. was the biggest mistake. I thought my, I think my dad, like, yeah, what were you thinking? That was it. Yeah. Did, did that happen to you too? Uh, I, rem I remember as a child, my dad still playing in Miami soccer on a regular. And I would go to the park. Instead of him watching him play, I would be on the basketball course on the other side. That was Playing funny. pot warner football when I should have never. I get you want your kids to I follow. I bought the basketball. See if you don't fall. <laughs> 
I because I, I just look at it now like these if you if you're showing a certain level of um of any type of af- like promise the foundations are especially if i'm i'm six foot four i'm left-handed i should have never been playing basketball i should have been playing baseball soccer or tennis he, like those are the, the three things I should have that basketball. Yeah. He is tall for my family. He mm-hmm. is not tall for the NBA. He oh, was no, going no, no, no. he was never it's going a, to reach a, there. Yes, yeah, no because I, I I will tell anybody like when I and I was upper level talented, you know, I had some minor scholarships. I played partial at FIU, but right. when I got there and when I realized what it was, yeah. oh no, no, no. <laughs> that wasn't I was I knew right then, oh I'm never going to I mean, to and don't don't feel bad about it. It's no, just no, it's just no, a no. path. No, I he was coming and telling me, well, what about Spuds McKenzie? And he was short, too. That's and one, I'm like, mm-mm. We're talking about three that, people in the history That is a point one percent. Yeah, yeah. Okay? Oh, you don't yeah. use that to make an argument. Yeah. And he was actually in competitive soccer at the time. Mm. But you know what? As I said, I spoiled yeah. them. It was about being happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was true. not one more morning that I had to wake up in freezing cold, 28-degree weather in Orlando and force him on that soccer field. Yeah. I said, I'm that done. Was, was I said, I'm 20 done. 28 degrees? Listen, we can't. We, we can't we migrated when it was the coldest record record though. It was oh, the man. second coldest in US history in Orlando. And that was the year that we migrated. They cursed me yeah. out. We were like, what are we doing here? Why yeah, do I you pick us from Jamaica? But yes, uh, I'm going to hand you back over to Kyle. No, but let's talk about him as a son though. What, okay. what about a son? So basically, as I said, from yeah. early years, he was very hyperactive, fun mm-hmm. kid, everything. Very quickly, he became a calming force mm-hmm. for everyone, not just me. Yeah. I'm not just saying that because he's here. Yeah. But um, he actually is like the rock of the family. Mm. He's extremely even-tempered. Very. You see him angry, that that anger was building up for hours. You, yeah. were, you were given a chance. Yeah. Because he doesn't lose his temper very quickly. Very even-tempered. He's the first one that you call if you need anything. Mm-hmm. He can survive on no sleep, none. I've seen him do gigs that Super Bowl weekend. He nearly died. Gig after gig, all day, all night, everything. You said to him, can you just pick up some lettuce at the supermarket? Okay, sure. Can, yeah. You know, Kyle is, he's a good kid. Yeah. Can't complain. Yeah. I've, I've been, I'm blessed with all three of my kids, yeah. but definitely argues less than yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what's up. And it's good when you get it right the first time because usually they mess up on the first child then it's like and my daughter, love her to death, you know, she's like a mini-me which yeah. is part of the problem. Yeah. Because I'm like, look, I know exactly what you're going to say. I'm three steps ahead of you because I think the same way. Yeah. But I always tell her, I say, if you had come first, you'd have been the only child, honey. Because I could not have gone through more get, after her because yeah. she's like the firecracker of the yeah. family. Are but, boys easier? Yes. They are. However, <sighs> however, one day you will be old. Oh, and this will take care of me. And she will we'll take it, 100% yeah. never leave your side. Bet. 100%. I can, the, I can. I mean, I think I have the relationship with Kyle and Blaine that they'll be there too. Because I kind mm-hmm. of had that in the back of my head. Mm-hmm. Like, well, they're not leaving me. Yeah. You know, I, I don't buy into that. Mm-hmm. But there is more pressure on men because they are still supposedly the breadwinner. They have their own families. They have mm. to be the man of their family. Then. Yeah. So their mom and dad usually get left in the wind. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Whereas yeah. the daughters. Daughter. Okay. See, here you hear that, ladies and gentlemen. I'm gonna get a quarter of Kyle's house. Okay. <laughs> it's out there now, out in the world. So. Yeah. Mom. <laughs> y'all can defend me. <laughs> no, I'm taking. Hey, listen, listen. If I ever get fortunate in my life, yeah, my mom will live with me, bro. Oh, I don't yeah. care. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Thank like, you. I don't understand what people. Mm-mm. 
put them in homes and shit. No, no, that different. That's because all right. So right now was my all right. So my mom is currently missing out on the best years of her being a grandmother because she has to take care of my grandma. Her mom, who is 94 years old. So I understand, even though amongst our culture, it's frowned upon, it's looked down upon. But, you know, when my grandma was like, like even like about a month ago, I don't think I told you this, like uh, she kind of, she fell out of the chair. Like she had broken her leg, getting out of the toilet. She was moving around. So she hurt, had to get surgery on her leg. This is 94 years old. Surgery, rehab, came back home and was struggling. And she took a fall and I was just, as I'm sitting there watching, you know, everything happen, I'm like, okay, this is a, a reality moment. Yeah. yeah. Like, <clears throat> I need to start thinking about 50 years from now because I don't know. Like, if I wasn't there right then and there, who was going to pick her up mm-hmm. to get yeah. off the ground? Who? Like, who? Yeah. My you mom couldn't do it. You're absolutely correct. And I will say this to you because it reminds me of one of the ladies that I featured in Yardi Central. Mm-hmm. I did like a nurse's week yeah. and she's a nurse. Mm-hmm. She's Jamaican, of course. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, and she is in LA at one of the COVID like frontline mm-hmm. hospitals. She's in the ER, yeah. she, like crazy stuff. And um, <clears throat> she actually started a company on the side called Break Relief Sitters. Mm-hmm. And what she does is if you have a parent that's elderly mm-hmm. that needs assistance yeah. or you have a special needs child or mm-hmm. something like that and you want to take a vacation, yeah. but you don't want to leave them. Yeah. Say, you know, I win the lotto <laughs> yeah. and I end up wanting to go to Greece or something. Yeah. They, she provides support of, of either nurses that mm-hmm. can administer medication yeah. or aides that can, can go, travel, can with, travel you. with you, look after your special needs child mm-hmm. or your parent or something. Her name is Nichelle and I yeah. said, that is brilliant because Because people want to have fun fun, too but you don't but you have a responsibility to the family that Mm -hmm. raised you your parents it's you know it's full circle yeah because i know i know my mom was legit because she thought when i had my daughter i was never gonna leave north carolina she's like (laughs) y'all i'm gonna buy a house up there i'm gonna be there i don't care about you anymore because let me tell you when you have children dog your parents love you less don't let them tell you no different bro (laughs) i believe their parents will not like you that love is transferring to something yep like it's it's mind-blowing to me like like the way my mom speaks about my my daughter and things as opposed to speaking to me it's like like what hold on wait a minute like people don't care about you no, no more but it's bittersweet because it fortunately is. it's you it's and not somebody else's child yeah. she's in love with exactly. it's, a, it's a blessing just to even have that type of problem to have so you know Kyle you ready I'm sorry though that's yeah, okay no no no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I just feel like I'm, I'm taking up too much time no, but no, I don't no, want to hear from Kyle's drink. mom yeah, I know because lots of people don't realize how like, I'm very close to my family I don't know if you yeah know. yeah me He's, too Kyle, Kyle yeah. you can just tell between the text messages between us like you know yeah and you know this as a, as a Caribbean person, but some people, some people are astonished as like some event. Like my first year as DJing, they went to every single event I went at DJing. Mod. Yeah, I, I still try and, and go, Girl. but still go sometimes. he's like, you need to come off of that stage. Come out, come down yeah, from no, there. Should, I'm a little wild. I have some stories, though. <laughs> all right, I'll tell a mom story at a party. Oh, come on. All right, boy. All Shout right. out to the, the block. How can I go watch the block? Because I can, I can, you know, send some Caribbean oh, sure, people doing amazing absolutely. things. Especially my- and, and actually, I do want that. So I'm going to tell you two things. Yeah. The shouting out to the blog is one thing. Um, it's called Yardy Central. I'm on Instagram and Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, Twitter, meh. I kind of, I'm over Twitter right Twitter's now. Twitter's wild. Yeah. Twitter's popping right now. 
uh, listen, that mm, that's a whole nother story. Yeah. But with that said, um, but my email is yardycentral at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And if you know anyone that have no criteria, um, they just have to have grown up in Jamaica at some point. Ooh. I do have some people. My, initially, it was you had to be born there and live okay. there. But there's a couple of people who, well, I was born in New York, but my mom came back when I was three months old. And yeah. I'm not going to leave mm-hmm. them out. I can't be so, on your website. You didn't grow up there? We can pretend. We can we can edit this part out. No, I'm kidding. No, but, uh, <laughs> no, but send me some people then. Yeah, I got you. I know one person right now that you would love. I'm actually talking to a police officer. Um, he's in Florida here. Mm-hmm. And during this time, it's very emotional. Everybody that I speak to, I'm a crier. I cry yeah. in public's commercials. Oh, okay, man. I'm not. Me too. I cry a lot. I cry, Lord, I cry. But it's it's very hard for a Jamaican black police officer mm-hmm. living in the United States and working here during this time. And I will just leave it there. Yeah. Is that episode up right now? No, not okay, yet. Not yet. All right. I'll it's, look out for it. It's coming. I'm going to follow. And, and, uh, but thank I'll you for having me. This is always, fun. always. All right, <laughs> All right. Thank you. Take care. All right, Kai, Bye. Come back. Let's stop feeling some type of way. You're getting jealous. <laughs> Kai, you're getting jealous, bro. Like, okay. Now I don't want no. to spotlight, man. No, I definitely want to hear the story. So boom, your mom stepped in the party. She want VIP so and I rolling and bag of things. What happened? There was this one event. She came She came to our club. I was DJing at a call. It was Vibe, La Solas. I, I played over there. Bad I used muscle. I used to DJ heavy in Las Olas. Okay, like those, Las Olas, yeah. You know them good up, good up clubs. Where <laughs> I, have a, I can't wear a hat. Mm. Them kind of clubs. So she there was this one. T- I was I think it was my first time headlining that spot, and she brought her cousin, my aunt. Shout out to Aunt Nikki. But she <laughs> yeah, when when they're together, yeah, in any spot, dog. <laughs> it's trouble bro trouble trouble, trouble. <laughs> i was djing and all of a sudden like in my peripherals like i can't see the whole entire room in my peripherals like there's they have dancers on the little go-go dancers yeah they all have right. they have the dancers on the on the poles yeah but in my peripherals i'm like well hold up i remember seeing the dancers leave they'll take a break yeah and i look up and i see both of them on the poles i'm like i started to pray started <laughs> to pray in my head because i'm still concentrating trying to DJ, play yeah I was like, hold on, no, 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 no. This kid, this needs to stop. And I look at her and I start, like, you know, the flashlight on my yeah. phone. I was like, yo, get down. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> but yeah, bro, it's, it was. Did she get down? Yeah, eventually. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's, that's she had to take a picture first, though. Oh, <laughs> mom, for the ground. Mm-hmm. She had to post it on Yardy Central. I totally understand. <laughs> oh, man. So, what's up? What's coming up you for the next two years? Next two years, I'm definitely getting into producing. I like, I, I've been saying it. Like, any interview I do or any podcast, I always say it. And I actually have been studying it mm-hmm. the last, especially like since the pandemic started. been taking it really serious. But the past year, like as soon as this, this year started, I was like, uh, I'm studying it, like literally studying it. And I, I made a couple a couple things and um, I kind of like want to go that route mm-hmm. and like DJ less. Oh, no, don't do that. Don't do it. Because all these famous producers that go back to DJing. No. And their, their skills are trash. Yeah, but this is the thing, though. I don't want to. I don't want to rely on DJing as the income. I want to be like, I want to DJ just because I want to. Mm-hmm. I want to be like, yo, all right, yeah, I gotta do this gig because I gotta pay a bill next week. Oh, yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah. I want to be like, right, I'm doing it just for fun. You want to be more selective, exactly. I want to be like, yo. So you rather DJ one time for a thousand dollars instead of five times for two hundred? I mean, not saying that what you charge them to use as an example. No, yeah, but this is the thing though. I don't want. I don't want to get it twisted. Like I love DJ. Well, I'm good. 
No, I'm good. Oh. Yeah. No, I was looking at the time. Oh. I got to go to Costco for my mom. I don't know what time Costco calls. Oh, my bad. I'm sorry. It's taking some. Taking no, no, you're fine. Fine. This is like one of the best episodes. Oh. So I don't want to get it twisted. Like, I don't enjoy DJing. I would enjoy, I would DJ the whole week for like the entire year if I could. Mm-hmm. It's just, I want to do, I want to do a certain, like, there's a certain caliber of like events that I want. To, I want like my dream is to perform at Tomorrow World in uh, Belgium. Tomorrow World. Or Tomorrowland. Tomorrowland. That's Tomorrowland. No, bro. Oh, so then it's Tomorrow World then. Tomorrow World uh, is in Belgium. Yeah. Yeah. And then Ultra, obviously. Yeah. EDC, all those, yeah. all those big events that like that, DJs. You know what's crazy? Like going to Vegas, I realized like if you're not on that MC with the music, yeah. that, that's the, what they're missing. And I just, it's one of those things like since the black DJs are like, not in that world or in black MCs. I'm like the first person. There was a time, I'll never forget, I went to a bachelor party in Vegas. Shout out to Walshy Diplo, the whole squad. And Walshy reached out to me and showed me his hospitality that weekend was incredible. But I was like, this is it. I need to fight an EDM DJ this is, but that here, wants MC. I know what you're and saying. And they're going to go crazy. I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah. This is, this is what it is. The market, this is, that market doesn't even care. If you speak one time on the mic, be, you could pl- you could put on a mix mm-hmm. on an EDM show. Yo, first of all, shout out to Major Lazer because they're one of the few that actually do everything live. Mm-hmm. Watch it, like I DJ with Watch at Roman Base all the time. Watch is one of the big, the, the best MCs I know. Ever. Besides Slim City. No. That market, you being an MC just propels it just to a different level because mm-hmm. you can actually interact, but you don't have to. In yeah. our scene, like, well, when I say our scene, like, like if you're doing a, a Jamaican event or anything yeah. like that, you gotta, if you don't interact with the crowd, the crowd just go look at you like, yo, Did, what, what, this what, is what true, happened? but I'm gonna give you a perfect example where I feel like that doesn't fully come, like, come through as far as like, I'm gonna use Dutty Dex. Uh-huh. Dutty Dex is one of the best people as far as interacting with a crowd that I've ever seen in my life. I agree. Now, Dutty Dex gives himself more power because he says, yo, no long talking, just music. So he has figured out over, and this is what he figured out now because he's interacted so intimately with the crowds mm-hmm. over so many years mm-hmm. that he's got himself to a place where he doesn't have to interact with I've the crowd. I've seen him do that, yeah. I've seen him so do that, yeah. You're he's right. created that space. But, 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 but you're right. Overall, yeah. if the MC's not addressing the people there, yeah. oh, it's a problem. But, but, but here's the thing, though. When Dex says, yo, no long talking, and I'm going to juggle just no, no talking on yeah. the mic, he plays... The way he mixes, still getting those crazy falls. Yeah, 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 he, he, bro, he plays he, like five seconds of one song, mm-hmm. and the way that he drops the next song, you don't need to even talk. You, yeah. you're letting the mix, the mix talk, 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 yeah. talk, talk itself. So, yeah. I, I, but he's curated. He's of, he, he's created that space for himself. He's one of my, he's. So, all right, so my top three. Yeah, top three. Yeah, top three or top five? Top five. Top five. <laughs> No order, no, no order. order at no all. Order, no, because that's uh, too much. All right, so first one would be obviously marvelous. Is mm-hmm. like if it wasn't for marvelous, I would, I definitely would not be where I but am. But marvelous right can now. be one of your top, but not be your favorite. DJ. No, I, I, no, he's he's still my favorite. Okay. One of my favorite because he's honestly all, one of those all around DJs that does everything. Mm-hmm. You know, he just, like I, he's just not as popular as the other guys because he don't really post. Mm, yeah, like you know, he's not all about. He's not. He's not about all the. It's different generation. Yeah, it's that yeah. generation. Um, and number two, I'd say um, Nico, DJ Nico in Jamaica. Okay, Nico. Light skin um, Nico, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Air code 876, is that his sound or he's a different sound? No, nah, fam. Uh, that's, uh, um, no, he's just DJ Nico. DJ, okay, okay. Yeah, DJ Nico. Um, 
Who else? Uh, I know who the last two are. I just I try no to f- order. No order. There's no order. No order. Well, then the other one would be Kim. Kim. Kim Centrix. But yeah, it's bad. Uh, how much is that? Three. Three. Nico, marvelous Kim. Then yeah. then Dex. Then Donna. Four. Okay. Yeah. So that's that's a, that's a solid lineup. That that's my dream. If I had a huge birthday bash. Mm-hmm. And I, I was able to have a party from 5 p.m. to like 2 a.m. Yeah. And everybody, every DJ could do whatever the fuck they wanted to do. Yeah. That would be my lineup. And I guarantee you that party would shell off. Yeah. Like, like it would it would be the best party in the world, which is my dream. But we'll yeah, get to I, that I would, I would lo- like I would love to have my f- three, four favorite DJs play an hour set. And a packed crowd, like so. Every DJ has an hour of a full crowd, like like not necessarily a warm up mix, but yeah. you know everybody. And and that's got, one of the and that's yeah. one of the things that we take for granted. You go other places, I just one DJ all damn night. Yeah, that's rare. That's honestly that's that's rare nowadays because a lot of DJ. Well, no, it is because if if you, if you go to top tier clubs mm-hmm. or our events yeah. it's more than one DJ because a lot of DJs nowadays if they're younger they, they can't really play the entire night or yeah. more than like a two hour set because they only got one avenue or two avenues yeah, to go and mentally you know? and mentally mm-hmm. oh, draining yeah I, I, like I swear but um, can I explain why I picked those five alright go ahead, go ahead. so I picked Nico because Nico is I've been to Jamaica a lot of times and I feel like Nico is one of the very few DJs that can do it all and when I say all he MCs. Mm-hmm. He can scratch. Yeah, he's one of the baddest selectors, and I just feel like his connection with the crowd, like internationally, because he's been to other places. Like he knows the music everywhere else. So who was who was my number two selection? Uh, Marvelous. Marvel. Oh, for, I mean, Marvelous is like the Godfather. Like him, him kind of like showed me showed me the ropes, and he is one of my favorite DJs. Like in terms of like MCing, he's an extremely good MC. He can do all kinds of events. He can put Marvelous anywhere, and he. Will, of course, shell of place, course. Shell the place. Uh, I think every DJ you mentioned can DJ anywhere. Now, I haven't seen Keem DJ outside, but I'm pretty sure he can, but I haven't seen it. But just his talent alone, I know yeah. he could. So the but third, I haven't seen it. So yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I the, third, the third one is Keem. So Keem, yeah. Keem is like... Kim is like one of them shelling DJs. Like, you go and if you listen to Keem primetime, dog... That is one of the best hours and a half, two hours that you would ever yeah. have in yeah. a party. Honestly. Um, Big up Scotch. Yeah, yeah. I remember I met Keem the first time at Gabby's and mm-hmm. he played after me that, I think it was a Wednesday actually, and I was like, dog, I've never seen somebody play on one side of like the turntable yeah. ever. And I asked him, I was like, yo, how do you do that, dog? It's the, the, the it, one side internal. Yeah, 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 but I didn't know that. And that's, that's I learned how to do that because King. I saw him do that. Because he doesn't want to get in the way of the MC. Exactly, yeah, yeah. But, however, I do like when I'm watching and I see MCs jump from side to side. Yeah. It's a chemistry, it's a bounce of the music. It is, it is, it is, it is. And, it is. you know. It's just easier, but it's, it's actually. It's easier. But it's actually, it's you can actually juggle quicker. Faster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Turn, yeah, I yeah, agree. yeah, yeah. I agree. So, but shout out to Kim. Dog. Kim is like right now one of the baddest selectors. No, he's a problem. Yeah, yeah. He's a whole fucking problem. Like that, that guy needs to be touring Mars right now. <laughs> nah, Honestly, like him, he has so much coming his way and so much blessings. It's, yeah, yeah. I, I speak to him a lot, and you know, he had a, a episode on the podcast earlier. I'm pretty sure you didn't listen to it because you didn't listen to my. podcast. I did listen to it. I listened to it three days ago. That's why I, when I sent you the text asking you when you want to do the podcast, oh, yeah. it's right after I finished oh, listening yeah, to man. it. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the only one I listened to too. Damn. 
that's fucked up. Nah, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm gonna listen to more. I promise. Nah, you should listen to the rappers that be selling dope, like all the drug dealer rappers. Yeah, them them is wild, <laughs> <laughs> wild. Like it's crazy to me that people really live their lives. And I fact check, I street check these cats. Yeah, especially back in North Carolina, like certified, like real dope boys, like. The fact that I know real like gang member, yeah. gang banging, mm-hmm. dope boys rapping, yeah. like I feel like I move a little bit safer now because I know, like I know what it's like to go to a city and have to check in. Mm-hmm. Like, I've been in that situation, so mm-hmm. like there's a whole different like yo, I'm going to hear, I'm just giving you a heads up, I'm gonna be in your city, no disrespect, I'm here to host a party, nothing mm-hmm. else, but I need to let you know, mm-hmm. and they will legit send a couple niggas out there to come hang with you, just to hey, thank you for calling, yeah. Let my friends come hang out. That's actually that's kind of close to how it is in Jamaica too. Like if you you can't go in any any and any like city like in the garrison and be mm-hmm. like yo you just walk in and, and like people them know faces yeah like they know if you don't if you're not from there or not. But yeah, number four um is Dex. So Dex Dex I think is is man it's so hard to like to like show the difference between these DJs but. Dex is like a hybrid, bro. Dex can literally shell, shell like shell a party yeah. in like ten different ways. Yeah, like I've seen Dex do things where like, yo, I, I like, I, I don't even know how you did that, bro. I, I'm gonna tell you what's different about Dex. Dex is not one of those stand behind the DJ booth, scruff up your face. Nope, DJ, nope, he is not. He is not. He, he will never do that. No, ever do that. He's not afraid to go on the dance floor. Yeah, he's not afraid to, to pretend. And that's one of the things. That, I know it's about him. I see myself in him in that sense. Cause granted, I might be the MC, mm-hmm. but now I feel if I pick up a one girl and dance and yeah. now I have a broom. Like I'm not yeah. afraid to do those things. Yeah, which makes me more accessible, more friendly. Like some guys in there, just couple more bagaman. And you know what? Yeah, Dex, Dex and Don Hart is 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 similar in the sense of they will let you know when you're fucking up. Like if. If you're doing a good job, mm-hmm. it's rare, but they'll actually tell you that you're doing a good job, and like you, you feel like you feel like on top of the world yeah. when, when I'm actually give you the props. But if you're if you're not doing a good job, both of them will tell you, "Oh, you're fucking trash." Up. Yeah, like get do, do you have a story with one of those? Situations? I have a, uh, I have one. It's funny you say that because I heard the podcast Kim, with Kim. Kim. Kim had a story, and I, bro, it's like everybody have a story. Well, everybody that because because Donut don't do that unless unless there's a reason. Because mm-hmm. he would be he would go anywhere that he DJs, right? Yeah, and a person could do that and he won't say shit. He would just not you, say shit. You'd be trash. Uh, yeah, but I feel like there's a re- like he 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 hand selects people that he's he gonna be like, yo, there's a to. reason why I'm telling you this. Uh-huh. I'm not just I'm just not gonna tell you why. Yeah, but you need to you need to follow what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So that the whole incident with Kim and and Don Hart was like it was similar. I I met Don Hart. Uh, I think I met Don Hart at Gabby's the first time I ever met him, and I did an event. This is this is uh, it may be before this, but I think this is the only time I can remember. Mm-hmm. I did View. You remember View? I remember View. at Club Fifty oh, in Brickell. Damn. The lit, hands down, hands down, the best video I've ever been to. Everywhere in the world. Too small, but I get. What, I know what you mean. I loved it. I know. I loved it. I loved it. It was. It literally, you could see the entire of Miami. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, but as far as like people getting in, and yeah, how it is, yeah, 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 it was like oh it was just God. another case of like shouldn't have had a Caribbean event there. But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it was all right. Lit. So I obviously back th- back then, now that I look at it, I was I was honestly blessed to have been opening up for these huge DJs at the time, mm-hmm. which I didn't know. I didn't know any statue at the time. Yeah. Like I didn't know who was being and who wasn't. Yeah, I just thought, you know. I was 
playing at that party and I was like, yo, I couldn't believe this. So I'll be I'll be I'll be opening up for either Marvelous or Don Hart or Dex and Don Hart yeah. or Addy or blah blah blah, or vice versa. So there was a view event where I was opening for Don Hart and he he was actually there early while I was playing. So for like half of my set and then he was like, after I got after I got off and he was playing, yeah, he called me out on the mic. So I'm I was actually there at the time with my girl. <laughs> so I'm sitting I'm sitting in the booth, um, you know, drinking, yeah. and just Feeling vibing. You think he shell down the place? Yeah, yeah. And he literally looks at me and talks to me. He's like, "Yo, Kyle, this is how you warm up a party, okay?" So I look at him. and I'm like, "Okay." Yeah, I'm looking around. Everybody looking at me because he's because he looking at me and so, so yeah, people trying to figure out who he's looking at. Yeah. So I'm like, "Okay." So he continues playing and like another three three times. He's like, "Yo, Kyle, check this out." Mm-hmm. Blah blah. Kyle did this. Da, da, da. So I'm like, "Yo," I was I kind of getting pissed, like ticked off a little bit. I was like, "Yo," you know, why am mm-hmm. singling me out? Dog? I'm like, and then I started to realize I was like. You know, maybe like thinking about it, I was like, maybe I could have like eased out on the music. But back then, like, I honestly didn't really have the experience yeah. to like play that kind of music. Mm-hmm. Brett was just booking me just because, you know, I was like young and upcoming, Coming, blah, yeah. blah, blah. So I never really meant to step on nobody's shoes. Yeah. So making mistakes that you didn't know, you didn't even know you were making. Yeah. But okay. I'm glad I knew about the mistakes yeah. because then the next time I did an event where I was opening up for somebody, I made sure that I followed like a script where I was like, yo, I'm not going to cross over to this or that. And there's like a certain criteria there's like DJ etiquette and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And this is just from him saying, yo, you did it wrong. Like you, you were, you were rushing the party basically. You yeah, because a party, like, I feel like when I see multiple DJs on a party, it's like, it's a team effort. Mm. Exactly. A lot, and a lot of people, whoever don't get that is selfish. Yeah. Honestly. And like, if I'm a DJ and I'm opening up for Kyle today, I know how to play for Kyle or for the party. It's just a respect thing. Yeah. And, and to believe it or not, the opener is the most important. important yeah, it's yeah. literally the most important. You can, if you're, if you're a headliner and your headline says it's like the last hour of the party, you, you can literally, you know what you're going to play. play yeah. Come on, yo. This, Easy. It, it anybody takes, can play that set. Anybody. I anybody. can play that set. Exactly. Even Slim can't do it, anybody. Exactly. I can't DJ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. But um, the thing with Don Hart, like, he, like, I have the ut- utmost respect for him, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, he's one of the, per- the people I would be like, yo, if there's somebody I actually look up to and, like, in terms of, like, a mentor figure, mm-hmm. he definitely is. Um, I did an event for him on New Year's Eve, this past New Year's Eve, which... On the yacht. Yeah, which, which hands down is the biggest event I've ever done in my life. Jamie Foxx, OBJ. Jamie Foxx, OBJ, Iman Shumpert, Tiana yeah. Taylor, Fat Joe, DJ Kali was leaving when I was getting there. So, all right, I'm going to just start with the story because... Yeah. So, I was in New York for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I get a text from him. He's like, yo, what are you doing for New Year's Eve? And every New Year's Eve, I usually get booked like from the beginning of the month already mm-hmm. but i didn't get a booking yet yeah so i was like yo uh, i don't really have anything booked why he's like yo i got something for you blah 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 let me know when you get back in town i was like all right cool so a week a week before the event i was like yo is it still going on he's like yeah but the, <laughs> he's very like he's very like standoffish yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so standoffish yeah. but it's okay so cool it's cool and um i was trying to get more information because i got two other people asking me if i'm gonna play yeah they want to book me so i'm like you know is it still gonna he's like yeah so i'm like all right you know i'm gonna just go with my gut and i'll be like i'm gonna do the event and at the time well still i had a girl at the time so mm-hmm. i started to think i'm like oh this is actually the first new year's eve i'm actually with somebody yeah i want to spend new year's eve with yeah, a girl you want to kiss a girl at midnight yeah all right fair enough so i text him i was like yo so can i can i bring a girl he doesn't reply so i'm like all right cool i give it two days i then i call him the third day Jerk. I called him and he's like, I was like, he's like, what? 
I was like, yo, can I bring a girl to the thing? Do you like, say no. a girl or my girl? My girl. All right. He's like, no, absolutely not. So I was like, shit, all right, no problem. So it was, I had to explain it to her, blah, blah, blah. Anyway. How did that conversation go? It was fine because I told her I wasn't sure if I could bring her. So she she understood. Oh, She's okay. a very understood, understanding girl. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So I was told to be there at, at like 12. So at this time, you you don't know what's going I on. I have no idea what's about to happen. To be there at 12? Yeah, because he he uh, he was DJing and then he had to go somewhere else oh, after. Oh, okay, okay. So I don't know what's going on. I think I'm just going to a, an event space. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know it was a yacht until I started to check his stories. I'm like, hold up, what's <laughs> going on here? So anyway, I get there. Was the yacht moving or was it just docked? It was time? moving, bro. So how'd you get there? I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell right, you. Right, right. So so he played. He played for the New Year's uh, celebration. The, okay, yeah. So I get there. I get there. Like yo, I'm. I was at my uncle's house in Pompano at eleven ish. I left there at eleven, bolted all the way down to Miami. Um, I got there around twelve, and when I get there, I, I pull up to this house. This is like this is like uh, was it like Brickle Key or something? Mm-hmm. Not Brickle Key, like uh, Salt Beach. What up, bro? Oh, you want the, the controller? Yeah. Yeah, the he got a tattoo. He added up. You in the game? Dominican? <laughs> no, you Dominican. <laughs> hey, you Dominican, bro? <laughs> Chata ass nigga. Hey. <laughs> um, okay. So I get there. And these are, these are like I've been to I've been to communities where there's big ass houses like Star Island and this yeah. shit, but this is like some kind of like exclusive yeah. things like Members I've never only. seen. Yeah. So anyway, I get there mm-hmm. and I pull up in, in I was I was driving my sister's car at the time, uh, the Mazda that yeah, you saw. Ma- yeah. So I pull up in the Mazda dog and there's there is Lambos. There's yeah, Lambos. Yeah, yeah. There is the friggin' that Benz truck that oh yeah has like sixteen wheels. No, the six by six shit. Okay, okay. Oh, word? Yeah. That, which it apparently was Iman Schumpert's. Yeah. And uh, like everything. So I pull up there and as soon as I put the car in park, some like two guys throw on the car and it was like on uh, intercom yeah. on their, in, in their earpiece. Yeah. It's like, are you the DJ? So I'm like, yeah, why? He's like, okay, follow follow us when you're ready. So I'm like, all right, cool. Follow them to the, to the gate and they signal the guy to open up the gate. I'm like, yo, what the hell am I getting myself mm-hmm. into? Like, yeah. is this, because before I continue, every time he's linked me f- to do an event, there's always been something that happens and it never happens. So I'm like, yo, is he really, is he pranking me or something? Yeah, shit? yeah, yeah. So I get in, they follow me to the back of the house uh, where there's like a canoe waiting mm-hmm. and the guy takes my bag and puts it down. I go in the, I go in the canoe and canoe now they're paddling or is a motor no, no it has a motor bro. Nigga, so don't call that shit a fucking canoe so what do you call it it's like a small boat a boat that do not call all right, a canoe alright alright it's a small boat man it's a small boat alright um, and we get in the boat and I'm driving and yo this time I'm like I'm I'm literally in awe right now of yeah. what's going on because it's like I'm like yo what's really about to happen so we get to uh in the in the middle of Miami where like you can see all the docks and like the cruise ships mm-hmm. and shit and there I and we're pulling up to a yacht a moving yacht moving yacht mm-hmm. the yacht isn't stopping for us it's yeah. still moving and all of a sudden these automatic stairs come down from yeah. the side of the yacht and I'm like yo I'm in a freaking James Bond movie right now yeah. <laughs> And the guy takes my bag, I go upstairs and I go, I meet him. And, and I'm, while I'm walking, I, pa- I walk past Jamie Foxx, I walk past all of these celebrities where I'm like, I'm literally trying to keep my cool. Yeah. And um, I don't know, it was just, it was just shell shocking for me, dog. Like, honestly. And then when he left, I, I went on and I started playing and I'm like, yo, I'm legitly playing 
for these celebrities. Like yeah. everybody, nobody's leaving because it's on yeah, a yacht yeah. and they're still there. And people like, can come. To, to, all right, that's crazy. Because people can come to still come to the party. They got a boat. Yeah, like, yeah. Take but you to the party. Obviously, you have yeah. to be on the list. Yeah, I'm mean, obviously. Because it was like a super like this exclusive. was like I guess the most exclusive thing. Yeah for the night and bro it just it's turned out to be the one, the best night of my life like as a DJ so how did you play, how did you like granted you didn't know what you're going into how do you play for something like that you have no idea what you're honestly like I, I saw I saw where Donna was going with the music and um, I saw that like everybody was just vibing to everything like when you have when you have like when you just like how I said not to say that he was an opener that night mm-hmm. but he was play, he played the music before me and like he, he went everywhere with the music and everybody was vibing but this is like going to say like this is this is why the opener is the most important because he went everywhere so I felt like I, I could, could go everywhere I could go everywhere uh, which, okay. which is funny because as soon as I went on this girl this which happened to be some big ass celebrity with like millions of followers asked me to play Joanna the Afrobeat song yeah. I was like yeah of course but I wasn't expecting that yeah. I played it and then they asked for something else and then Jamie Foxx came up beside me and like took the mic and started yeah. emceeing for me and yeah. it was it was it was like like I was I, I was literally like in a different world mm-hmm. I was I was literally in a different world experience yeah, yeah 100% and I wasn't drinking which is crazy because yeah. it it was just straight adrenaline. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's that's my um, number one thing that happened to me last year. Yeah. But let's end it off that man. That was a great story. We're going on like two hours. Yeah, we, we'll go edit this. Yeah, and and make it make it like. No, I, I mean it's we're at one hour and fifty five minutes. But by the time it'll probably be like when you cut out those certain s- spots. Yeah, we're good, man. Now let everybody know how they can follow you and things like that. Um, everything. On social media, SoundCloud, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook is at DJ Kyle D'Souza. Um, I'm going to start a vlog very soon because I see that my daily lifestyle is actually better than my nightly lifestyle. <laughs> so I'm going to start, I'm gonna start um, videoing that and putting it on YouTube. What's up, man? Thanks for sitting down with your boy Slim City Live on the First and Wild Podcast, man. All right? Thank you, bro. All Thank right, you for be- having me, man. Yes, sir.